It's six o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Bedfordshire GP still practising despite assault allegations. Police confirm suspect device in Watford was not viable. An inquest opens today into death of man in Luton Police custody. BBC Three Counties Radio. A GP from Bedfordshire is still being allowed to practice even though he's been accused of nearly 40 indecent assaults against 24 female patients. More from Tony Fisher. The Larksfield Surgery in Stotfold, where Dr Robert Lewis continues to see patients, says he's not suspended and is working to NHS England and GMC conditions. The 49-year-old from Shefford pleaded not guilty at Luton Crown Court to 20 allegations after earlier denying a further 17 charges. The allegations were first made to police in 2013. A man who was arrested during a security alert in Watford yesterday remains in custody. Hertfordshire police say a device which was destroyed in a controlled explosion was not viable. More from Lee Agnew. In photographs taken of the man being arrested, he appears to be white and was wearing a burqa. Hertfordshire police say that when he was arrested, he was carrying two rucksacks containing children's books. Police cordoned off Watford High Street in the Ring Road while the suspicious device, which was found in Market Street, was blown up by the army. An inquest will open today into the death of a man at Luton Police Station last weekend. 25-year-old Istiak Youssef had been arrested on suspicion of domestic violence. The Independent Police Complaints Commission has been informed. The 21-year-old white man suspected of shooting dead nine people at an African-American church in South Carolina has been returned to Charleston after his arrest 200 miles away. President Obama has called for a shift in public attitudes to gun violence. The Democratic presidential candidate Hillary Clinton said the United States had difficult questions to answer. In the days ahead, we will once again ask what led to this terrible tragedy and where we as a nation need to go. In order to make sense of it, we have to be honest. We have to face hard truths about race, violence, guns and division. Two women have been robbed at gunpoint by men who used a ladder to climb onto the roof of their house in Gerrard's Cross and get in through an upstairs window. The women were forced to hand over jewellery and cash in the early hours of yesterday morning in Duke's Kiln Drive. Police have described it as a shocking crime and have put on extra patrols in the area. Luton North MP Kelvin Hopkins and Wickham Steve Baker are among MPs from three parties who have formed a group which hopes to set up an official out campaign in the European Union referendum. The group includes former Conservative Cabinet Minister Owen Paterson and UKIP's only MP Douglas Carswell. In sport, Rory McIlroy is seven shots behind the leaders after the first round of the US Open. McIlroy carded a two-over par 72 and Watford are to host Europa League winners Sevilla in their final pre-season game before the start of the Premier League campaign. The weather mostly cloudy with the chance of a shower feeling cooler than yesterday, a maximum temperature 17 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport on Online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. Don't just do a little bit of microphone repairage, guys. Don't panic. I always carry some chewing gum with me. A little bit of spittle, wallop. Sorry. Never heard that before. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. We've just had a delivery of fresh vibe this morning. How's your vibe, Kath? Buzzing. How's your vibe, Kells? Good, 
<laughs> oh, they still won't let her have a microphone. Hey, have the have that green microphone. Sit there and just say, come on, guys. Everyone's missing your voice. Okay, that was an anticlimax. I'm sorry. That was um, was anticlimactic by um, this morning. Apparently, it's the happiest day of the year. Is it flip? I had the worst anxiety dream of my life. I got the sack not only from the other job, but from this job. The one where the suckers haven't worked out, I haven't got a clue what I'm doing. We're going to send Justin out on that. Also, 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 uh, we need more fake clips. If you want to phone up and do a classic clip, what I done lost, 03459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bugs. You are this is BBC Three Counties Radio. You can also, guys, you can also make up your own clips. If you just want to say a funny, you know, oh man, and my legs hurt. I, you know, I don't know, whatever, just whatever you want to do, we'll do it, we'll clip it, we'll record it, we'll fake it. This is what the BBC used to be like until we got scrutinised. And the boss of the BBC, I don't know who's the, who is the big boss. Tony. Is Tony Hall the big boss? Yeah. Okay. Well, he's in the papers today saying, up yours, Delors. He's basically flicking the middle finger to everyone saying, leave us alone. Fair enough. Well done, Tony. It's about time, isn't it's it? It's about time we grew our gojones back. The boss of the BBC is there going, yeah, you want, son? I'm a player. I'm a player. So, yeah, we're going to fake clips this morning. 03459 555555. Now, uh, we play records on a um, Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if this... Does this work if I do that? No, I've actually got to turn it on. So this one doesn't stop-start with the... Um, oh, it might do. It but might then again, do. they didn't want us to have one at all, did it they? So. No, they did. Well, so let's just see what... Hang on. Here we go. Vibe. yourself, baby. Everybody's dancing. You know they cannot help themselves. Oh, yeah. The music's much too strong, yeah. You cannot hold out long. All right. So get on up, baby. You know you gotta Get the groove You know what, baby You know I like the way you move Use a bus too strong, yeah
I don't know who's singing it. <clears throat> is it important? It is to Kelly because she's uh, putting it on the t- she, internet. Okay, well, in that, in that case, I have to. Um, yeah. I have to have a little. It's good though, isn't it? I like that one. I like that one. That was a 99 pence charity rescue from yesterday. And it is. Um, <laughs> it doesn't say. Oh. You'd have to Shazam it. It might be Wilson Pickett. It's written by Wilson Pickett. Let them have it. Yeah, let, let Pickett have it. They don't Pick it, work. roll it, flick it. Now, that was 99p well spent. I spent the most oh. expensive 99p of my life in that shop yesterday. Yeah, man. Oh, a different shop, Nina actually. and Frederick. What I'll... were you thinking? I could have told you those guys sucked. I like the cover. They're a couple of cheese balls, and sometimes that pays look, off. Look at these records. I got these records here. These are 10 pence each, these albums. 10 pence each. And, the, I mean, we've got um, Superbad, Cat Stevens' Greatest Hits, Little Richard. We've got Lulu's Greatest Hits. But look, look what we... Oh, where's... Um, here it is. Oh, the Happy Hammond of Ina Berger. Oh, and it is happy. Um, Eating a burger. Eating a burger. Eating a burger. Eating a burger. Steady. There we go. I mean, listen to this. This is this is ten pence. I mean, this is. It's ten p. You'll never get back. Ina Berger. Oh, it's the end of the song. Oh no, it's not. It's the beginning. Ina Berger is one of four musical sisters, Celeste, Beatrice, and Florence de Jong. This is Guantanamera. The latter, well known as an organist. Ina was a church organist at the age of 12 and at 14 was earning her living as a cinema organist at West End and Provincial Cinemas. Her careers includes many highlights, such as command performances at Balmoral Castle and five years at the Tower Ballroom during the war. Also visits abroad to Copenhagen, North Africa, South Africa, Rhodesia and New York several times whilst playing on the Queen Mary. Wowzers. That's uh, that's Ina Berger there looking sexy as she fiddles with an organ. <laughs> we'll have more of her throughout the morning, won't we, guys? 03459 455. 555 is the telephone number, please. Now, a GP from Bedfordshire is still allowed to practice even though he's been accused of nearly 40 indecent assaults against 24 female patients. The Larksfield surgery in Stockfold, where Dr Robert Lewis continues to see his patients, says he is not suspended and is working to NHS England and GMC conditions. Well, the 49-year-old from Shefford pleaded not guilty at Luton Crown Court to 20 allegations after earlier denying a further 17 charges. The allegations were first made to police in 2013. Our reporter Tony Fisher spoke to patients outside the surgery. Got a statement saying that he's still working here, yeah. even though there's allegations mm. of indecent assault. Do you think that's mm. right? No, I don't think so. Oh, it's been all right with me, so um, when I've seen him, he's been all right. Yeah, the few times that I've seen him, is yeah. Thought he would have been kept away from work until it had all been sorted. Been... Sounds a bit bad, I suppose, because he's not actually been found guilty of anything, has he? So that's not probably being fair, but it just makes it feel uneasy. Do you, what do you think? Do most of your people you know who maybe go most there, what the do they think? Most people I speak to, uh, family and friends, they, they say the same thing. It just seems strange that he's still working and... Uh, with the allegations that are going on. Mm. I feel he should be suspended until it, it's sorted. Well, if it's gone that far, then no, I think he should be suspended pending further um, in, inquiries, really. Mm. 03459... 08... 0345... BOOM! <sighs> Ten pence this record cost me. Ten flipping pence. Yeah, let's have it, Lou. Blue. Don't have a lot, but with me that's fine. 
Such a naughty lady. <laughs> so naughty! Lulu! Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's try again, shall we? <clears throat> oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Thanks, guys. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Still quiet this morning, but in Bishop Stortford on the A120 Bishop Stortford Bypass between the M11 Junction 8 for the Birchanger services and Stansted Road, there's temporary traffic lights there which could cause some queues when it starts to get busier. The A404 in Coleshill has electricity works going on at Wilden Lane, so that could get busy too. And in High Wycombe on the A404 at Wordsworth Road, there's road works going on there as well, so that could cause some delays later on. But it's looking quiet so far this morning, and no problems are showing up on the train departure boards. Samantha Brath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you. Sammy! Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. These are your headlines at 6.16. A GP from Bedfordshire is still being allowed to practice, even though he's been accused of nearly 40 indecent assaults against 24 female patients. A man who was arrested during a security alert in Watford yesterday remains in custody. Hertfordshire police say a device which was destroyed in a controlled explosion was not viable. And an inquest will open today into the death of a man at Luton Police Station last weekend. 
Don't forget, we've now changed our phone number. Hello, thanks for calling. From now on, to get in touch and have your say, you'll have to dial 03459 455 555. So make sure you save it to your phone so you can chat to Ian, share your opinion on the big phone in. I was scared. Well, I was robbed twice. What a point. Chat to my experts or talk to any of our shows. Hello, thanks for calling BBC Three Counties Radio. So remember, from now on, you'll have to dial 03459 455 555 to stay in touch with all of us here at BBC Three Counties Radio. Thinking about the good things to come And I believe it could be Something good has begun Oh, I've been smiling lately Dreaming about the world as one And I believe it could be Someday it's going to come Cause out on the edge of darkness There rides a peace train Oh, peace train, take this country Take me home again I've been smiling lately Thinking about the good things to come And I believe it could be Something good has begun Oh, peace train sounding louder Stevens before he went weird my mum it's my mum's description although the cover of this album where have I put it 
I mean, that's a Pakistani flag, isn't it? Is that some kind, some kind of... Um... Oh, hey, hey. Here we go. That's some kind of... Um... I don't think it's a Pakistani one, but... I... OK, here's the question I want to ask. Can I ask this question? Hang on, right? That's a trick question. No. The question you want to ask is, can you ask this question? That's like saying, I want All three right. wishes, and the first one is, I want more wishes. Well, it's a question that's going to sound really ham-fisted. Go on, then. And might sound offensive. I don't mean it to be offensive, but that doesn't necessarily negate the fact that, it, you know... Say it. I can't phrase... I'm trying to phrase it in a way. Um, okay, so Cat Stevens, he's half Greek, yeah, half Swedish. Mm-hmm. How come now he looks Pakistani? Um, and, and you, you know what I'm saying? You know, you understand, you know, because in the... In the, the way he's se- styling himself. Is, is it just that? Because in the 70s, he looked full on like a Greeky lion, didn't he? Like a big Greek lion of love and passion. He's a very naughty man, Cat Stevens. Did is he? Ve- he's not anymore. No, he's not anymore. He did, did some very, very naughty things in his time. Drugs and alcohol and love. Uh, and he was a big Greeky lion. And now he does it. Now he looks like a Pakistani gentleman. And I just wondered, I mean, is it just the glasses? Is it, Can anyone grow a beard like that? Do you know what I mean? And I'm not, it sounds like, I'm being slightly flippant, but it... it Is what you're saying that he's turning into Citizen Khan? He's turning Japanese. I think he's turning Japanese. I really think so. Uh, No, in fact, he's not the opposite. Um, It's it's just amazing, isn't it? Once he he embraced Allah, the the, the prophet, peace be upon him, he, um, his whole look changed, his whole look shifted, and he doesn't look... And I love Cat Stevens. I love Yusuf. I've seen him in concert and I'm, I'm a big fan. I nearly wrote a book about him, but I was too busy because I got high, because I got high. But who did that song? Uh, Afro Man. Oh, and he's the man that punched the lady on stage, isn't he, Afro Man? Yeah, really hard. Anyway, so from Cat Stevens to Afro Man, can you make a leap from one pop star to another in uh, such a short space of time? Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. I thought you were going to leap from that to the Rachel D- uh, Dolishell, um Oh, she's um, just brilliant, Case. isn't she? Yeah. I think she's brilliant. I love her. Did you see the video where she kind of got busted? I've seen the video where she's exposing her bust a lot. She loves doing that. No, there was one where they were asking her, is this your father, this black, oh. ge- black gentleman? Yeah. yeah. And it was a little bit like being hauled in front of the headmaster. And, I mean, the eyes were all over the place. It was it was excruciating. There's more going on there. Of course there is. There's more going on there. Her, um, I mean, the family set up, from what little I know, this is the woman who... Um, um, she's a uh, civil rights activist. She is the head of a chapter of the National Association for the Advancement of Coloured People. And um, she's white, and well, and I'm not quite sure. Has she been saying she's black, or has she been she saying now says she, she identifies? She identifies with black. She looks kind of like a very light-skinned black woman in that she's got darkened her hair. Do you know who she looks like Melanie Hill from Big Brother. That's exactly who she looks like. Who I saw in B and Q once. Did you? Isn't it funny? It's such a small world. Anyway, um, uh, so she, uh, she has got white parents, but she's got adopted black siblings. Yes. One of whom. She's adopted. Isn't Crazy. life complicated, it eh? Is, and we're about, it's about to get a whole lot more complicated. Good morning, Dealey. Good morning, Giza. How well, are you on this uh, lovely, happy Friday morning? Well, the happiest day of the year. It's the happiest day of the year. How yes. happy are you? Do you know what? Feeling good. I'm wearing a, a very, very tight suit this morning. I've got the quiff <laughs> going on today. And, uh, yeah, the streets are, uh, are strong again this morning. Yeah, well, great well, feeling listen, out the, here. The, the, the story is that it's the happiest day of the year. Well, if you could get the happy vibe on the street this morning, excuse me, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, slightly more uh, serious. 
serious issues. A white man in a burqa was arrested by police in Watford yesterday after a suspicious package caused serious disruption in the town centre. Cars and buses were left abandoned at the bomb squad uh, as the bomb squad deployed a robot to detonate a suspicious package outside a travel lodge. Uh, the man remains in custody this morning. Justin, you went to Watford yesterday. What do we know? Yeah. I mean, the incident itself led to the roads here in Watford town centre being blocked to keep traffic out. Uh, a number of businesses, uh, they were told to evacuate as well uh, whilst they were looking into the suspicious package. Just after 1.30 yesterday afternoon, people reported a sound like a gunshot. Uh, ten minutes later, Hertfordshire Constabulary said a device had been destroyed in a controlled explosion. Obviously, as the morning goes on, we are going to hear more about this, but we do know a man wearing a burqa was arrested and is still in custody, uh, which you have probably seen uh, over the internet in the last 24 hours or so. Police also said the man was carrying two rucksacks, one of which was branded with Peppa Pig and the other with a ladybird. Both of those bags contained children's books. So that's what we know. And as you say, I was actually there yesterday evening in Watford. It was a, a weird atmosphere because obviously with all the roads being blocked, um, it was gridlock around the town. Most people who would probably normally leave work at about 5, 5.30, well, they couldn't leave the town in their car. So they decided to go out into the local pubs or to, to go out into the local restaurants, uh, then leave home leave for home later on. So it was really, really busy. And I spoke to a few people in Watford Town Centre just after the roads had, had got back to normal. And here's what happened. Um, generally speaking, it was everyone hanging out of windows and trying to see what was going on. I think it was pretty much locked down. People weren't allowed to move around too much. Um, I was only here at the tail end of it because I got back from work. So Now, madam, you're here on, on Market Street in Watford. You've got a shop and you've got your flat above the shop. The, the police evacuated you. What time were you told to, to leave here today? Around 11.45. 11.45. Yeah. What time were you told you could reopen the shop we're standing in right now and go back to your flat? Half half seven. Uh, half past seven. seven. Yeah. So what, what did you yeah. do all day then? <laughs> we did our thing. We, we went around and waiting for the decision. Adrian, you work in the town here, so in your office, were you allowed out of your office today? We were allowed out. We're just out of the, uh, the area where it might have been a problem. Um, we were allowed out of our office, but we couldn't get very far without it becoming a problem. Gridlock around. Um, I normally travel home two hours to get home. It would have taken me two hours to do a mile for most of the afternoon. So I uh, chose not to. And uh, I just think it's a bit of an overkill reaction. Don't know enough detail about it, so we'll wait and see. But uh, I'll try and be objective when I know some more facts about what's going on rather than uh, some of the hearsay and yes, gossip that's going yes. on. Absolutely, but I'm sure you never experienced a day like that working here in Watford before, have you? In fact, that was the quote of the day. Who would have thought it in Watford? Well, here's a taxi driver. So what's your day been like here in Watford? It's been very busy uh, traffic-wise. Uh, well, you couldn't get into the town. And your reaction to uh, a white man being arrested uh, in a burqa? Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe that. Well, Justin, we'll get more on that as uh, as the day progresses. I, I, I've just found this uh, this happy story. If, if you don't, mm, uh, mm. if you can indulge me, um, yeah. today's the happiest day of the year. Formula proves it. <laughs> uh, today is the happiest day of the year. Uh, psychologist Cliff Arnell summed up summer optimism by giving numerical values to a string of feel-good factors. Yeah, come on, hit me with them. They're getting outdoors, right? Seeing nature bloom. Well, it sounds awful, doesn't it? Increased yeah. social interaction, yeah. childhood summer memories, 
and wearing socks that you claim have got characters from Only Fools and Horses on when everybody <laughs> in the office thinks they're Sylvester McCoy. Oh, is that actually part of the uh, yeah, what mate. makes you feel good factor? Yeah, mate, yeah? it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Those are the most ridiculous socks I've no, ever no, no, seen no. on a human being right. yesterday, you plum. Shut your noise. You what? know what? I, yeah, 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 you heard me. Only Fools and Horses, my favourite TV show of all time. I met Del Boy about three years ago. I think it was my mum who went out and bought me some Only Fools and Horses oh, socks. Man. I wear them. I can feel Del Boy's vibe <laughs> me? on me on the streets. It works for me. Me and Lee Agnew were sat there and I went, are they Doctor Who socks? You went, no, it's Del Boy. And yeah, both Lee and I yeah. went, well, that's Sylvester McCoy. No, no, proof again that uh, the pair of you are just that stupid. <laughs> Whoa, he, he's got beef, hasn't he? The man yeah. in the Only Fools and Horses socks. Yeah. With a trigger on his left foot. Dealey, we'll, we'll speak to you later on. I don't get you, mate. I don't get you. I don't wear socks. You mug me off. I wear socks. You mug me off. What's your problem? Just wear black socks. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. A1 is starting to look busy southbound from the Holiday Inn towards the Stirling Corner. In Amersham on Wildon Lane there's electricity works going on at New Road which could cause some delays later on. And in Dunstable, Church Street has temporary traffic lights at the High Street North so that could also cause delays later. In Milton Keynes it's looking quiet so far on the speed sensors but at the Kingston Roundabout on Standing Way there's roadworks going on there so expect delays when it starts to get busier. No reports of any problems showing up on the train departure boards so far this morning. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A GP from Bedfordshire is still being allowed to practice even though he's been accused of nearly 40 indecent assaults against 24 female patients. A man who was arrested during a security alert in Watford yesterday remains in custody. Hertfordshire police say a device which was destroyed in a controlled explosion was not viable. An inquest will open today into the death of a man at Luton Police Station last weekend and the 21-year-old white man suspected of shooting dead nine people at an African-American church in South Carolina has been returned to Charleston after his arrest 200 miles away. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Rory McIlroy is seven shots behind the leaders after the first round of the US Open. McIlroy carded a two over past 72, as did Justin Rose and Ian Poulter. The joint leaders on five under are America's Dustin Johnson and Sweden's Henrik Stenson. Tiger Woods carded a ten over par 80, but took comfort that fellow American Ricky Fowler did even worse with an 81. It was a tough day. Got off to a bad start. I'm trying as hard as I can to... To, to do it and it's just uh, for some reason I just can't get the consistency that I, that I would like to have out there but you know the, the bright side is is at least I kicked Ricky's butt today <laughs> Watford are to host Europa League winners Sevilla in their final pre-season game before the start of the Premier League campaign the Spanish side will visit Vicarage Road on Saturday August the 1st with a 3pm kickoff. meanwhile the Hornets are being linked with a club record move for Argentinian winger Diego Perotti from the Italian side Genoa and England's under-21s lost 1-0 to Portugal in their opening match of the European Championships in the Czech Republic. Here's coach Gareth Southgate. We know that generally you need five points to get out of a group. We probably have to win our two games to do that now, but there's no reason we can't achieve that. 
Practice starts at nine o'clock this morning, our time, for Sunday's Austrian Grand Prix. Hertfordshire's Lewis Hamilton leads the Drivers' Championship by 17 points from Mercedes teammate Nico Rosberg. In tennis, Andy Murray will face Luxembourg's Gilles Muller in the quarterfinals at Queen's Club this afternoon. And in the women's tour cycling today, stage is in Northamptonshire. Tomorrow they race from Broxbourne to Stevenage. The race finishes on Sunday with a stage from Marlow to Hemel Hempstead. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at seven. Don't worry, here it comes. Let's just talk. Whisper, give us a shout. I'll come around and break your eggs. Oh, shush. 
You silly, you, you silly faux mod. You fod. It's the actual mod father, that one. It's no, not Wigo. He's not the mod father. Wigo's, Wigo's turned his back on modernism the anyway. The mod father is Steve Marriott of the Small Faces, guys. Yeah. 08 459 is the old number that we used to use. Just get rid of that now. Because the new one is 03459 455555. Just clarifying that. Kelly, how many calls have we got lined up? Great news. <laughs> how many calls have we got lined up now, Kels? What's happened to her voice? Gone. It's gone. It's literally gone. It's that, gone. That, uh, that was Eaton Rifles by The Jam. Did you not know? Did you not know? We need to I read... I thought she was a big Wella fan. We need... Wella, Wella, Wella. Bless her, my soul. What's she loves Wella. With me? <laughs> my boys last night, they love, um, they love my new toy, which is, uh, is basically this. Put that ready. Then... Okay, they didn't like that bit so much. Uh, but they spent... my boys They're spent, like Justin, don't they? They spent 20 minutes going... Where's me Woody? Uh, they were wetting themselves. <laughs> I'm guessing in their head, a Woody is a character from Toy, Toy Story. Story. But they were go- they thought it was hilarious and we were putting Echo on it and... Rip- I mean, this this is... Okay, this is the thing. If you've got um, a five-year-old and a three-year-old, this is the thing that had them in hysterics. Where's me Woody? Where's me Woody? Where's me Woody? Where's me Woody? They were wetting themselves. But that's the essence of five-year-old humour, isn't it? Slightly mucky and repeat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let me get some mood music on while we go through the papers. Okay, um, good. One, two, three, four. Everything's from vinyl today, guys. It's everything, apart from the BBC introducing track I forgot to play yesterday. Yeah. That won't be from I'm vinyl. Sh- I'm sure that's available on vinyl. In some... I'll, I'll put some crackle on it, don't you worry. Right, what you got in the papers? More than four in ten Brits don't deserve to go on holiday, according to me. According to the Mirror, more than four in ten Brits pack tea bags in their case when they travel abroad. Do you remember? You um, you won't. You are a little bit younger than me, but I remember going on a holiday to Spain for the first time. And don't I, drink the water. Don't drink the water. I must have been eight, so it would have been nineteen eighty-one. And uh, my mum took with her, like a little. Um, um, like a thing that you put in a cup. An element. An element, thank you. You put an element in the cup, you would plug it in, bearing in mind that the, the plug system was different, and it would heat the water up to make a cup of tea. I remember I sat there for about 45 minutes going, well, it's nearly warm enough, and it was tepid. Because those travel adapters never quite worked, did they? No, and you don't get the same, they haven't got the same juice over there. They don't have kettles over there. No, no. Not at all. Well, I think they do now. No, they don't. No, I think they Listen, do now. Listen, I'm telling you, they I, don't. Well, they have what we've got here, the hot, the, the boiling hot water tap now. Well, you can just you can just pump it straight off into your cup. But not in the houses. They use a they use a pan. Oh, those seriously? No, or they one don't. Of those, they but do. you hang out with espresso machines. You hang out with peasants. I hang out with the uh, hoi polloi. No, hang on, they I are the peasants. I have you know my friend's husband is a police officer. Are the hoi polloi the peasants or the posh? Hoi polloi, I think, are the. Uh, oh no, they're a Chinese family. Pez- anyway, it doesn't peasant. matter. He's a Chinese kid. I used to, go to school with. Um, thanks. Good one. Uh, you're very welcome. What have you found in the? Oh, you're doing a paper story. I aren't was you? doing one. Yes, yeah. mate. All right, mate. Let me finish it. Being able to make a good brew on holiday is a priority for 42% of people who don't deserve to go on holiday. While biscuits are a must-have taste of home for one in four. Oh, hang on, here we go. The study by Pot Noodle. Pot Noodle. Also found one in ten hate foreign food. Then don't go abroad. If you don't like foreign food, if you don't like it when it's too hot or too cold, you don't like foreigners, don't go abroad. Don't spoil it for everyone else. Don't go abroad. Wait a second, every time we go to Greece, and we're going to Greece again... 
Um, we go. Uh, you you are taunted by places that offer the X Factor Live mm-hmm. and Ginsters. I mean, really, I want some moussaka. And they have a wonderful chain a fast food restaurant called Fat Boys. Fill me with as many Fat Boys as you can. Get as many of those Fat Boys rammed down my throat, please. Don't they do caps for if you do a challenge and you can have I love Fat Boys on your yeah, head? Yeah, I think you can get an I love Fat Boys somewhere on your body. Yes, and I love Fat Boys. It's a great name for a restaurant, Who isn't doesn't? it? I say restaurant. I mean, really, really. This is this album. Ten pence. I mean. Come on, guys, everybody, let's pretend we're playing the keyboard. Do a bit of a wink and a wave. What are you doing, Kelly? I'm saying play the keyboard. Um, oh! Not Elton John style, that was frenetic. Yeah. Anyway, anything else? Uh, yeah, I can do... Uh, well, here we go. This, this, is, this is news. You mean you didn't know this already, guys? Washing machines are impossible to repair. Kelly, what song are you thinking of? Washing machines, they've long ago with cowgirls. Thank you. I could see your face light up there. That is the thing, isn't it? When you get washing machines, live long ago Well, wash- I don't use those and my washing machine's all right. Washing machine. Well, you don't know how long it would live with, with them. Not bothered. Washing machine manufacturers have been accused of making appliances that are so costly to fix it's cheaper to buy a new one. Yeah, we all, we all know that. But they're not as expensive as they used to be, so it swings around about. Yeah, you can buy a washing machine, a good washing machine, 130 quid. Sure, why not? And here's a tip you don't need a washer dryer, just get a dryer in your garage. I'm they're so. They're rubbish anyway. Oh, the washer dryers, they, they, they wrinkle your clothes. I'm so old um, that if my wife was a gladiator. No, I'm so old that I remember when my nan got the, uh, her first fancy washing machine that wasn't like a top down, it had these like big giant plastic cards that had the program on. And we thought it was the coolest thing. And you had to slot... It's massive... It's like a sort of Fisher-Price record. Did and you they have knobs s- on or um, holes? Um, they had knobs on. And you had to shove it in the machine. And that was the programme as to whether it would do um, a hot wash or an even hotter wash. I'm so old, I remember when my sister thought you had to be posh to have a toaster. Oh, I, I, I really was well, a late adapter to the toasting phenomenon. A grill pan. Leading, oh yeah, under the top of the oven. <laughs> Leading brands have changed the design of their machines so they're virtually impossible to repair, repair said uh, nosy do-gooders which. Owners are then left with the choice of either forking out for a... Co- but that's the same with all technology. If my Mac, which um, I'm using to uh, for this... As you know, I, I deal in facts and not fiction. I love it so much. Yeah. Wow, we need more clips, guys. If that breaks down... I'm pretty screwed. You can take it in and have a look at it. It's a sealed unit. But then there's the theory of built-in obsolescence. Yes. That they do it on purpose, yes. maybe buy a new one. We'll look at Simon Oxley. His obsolescence is built in, I believe. Oh, Not long yeah. to go now, guys. Not long to go now. But that's the way of things. You, the, lot, you, the, I, the, I'm old enough. Okay, guys, this is the phone-in. I'm old enough to remember, dot, dot, dot. Don't get cute, but... <laughs> oh, Three four five nine four double five five double five. I'm old enough to remember the TV repairman coming round. Yes. And he had like um, like a blue coverall. He had a belt on with with tools. He had a toolbox. Unscrewed the back of the telly. We all sat there. We watched him. He fixed it. He would come round and actually fix your television. That's insania. Nothing can be fixed these days. Nothing. Although they have these parties, don't they? Where um, if you break something and you don't want to chuck it away. You go to a party and there's loads of geeks there that will go, um, yeah, I can do radios, let's have a look at that. Yeah, I can do that and they'll fix it for you. What, and then go home or do you have to do something with them? Well, it then turns into a sex party. Right, okay. Yeah, and there's always a payoff. <laughs> Pianist. Sorry? Paul Lewis. Hey, steady. Let's not be rude about Paul Lewis. I like him. He's um, on Moneybox. Not related to Martin Lewis. Isn't that weird? 
Paul Lewis. And Paul Lewis, this is Moneybox, Moneybox Live. Uh, we're talking about pensions. I love him. He's brilliant. He's an old man with long hair. You don't see that very often. He's a Apart money... from Will Gompetz. Will Gompetz. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, apart from Will Gompetz. He's like an arts correspondent for the BBC and he's got what should be a comb over, but it's yes, not. Yes, he's bald but got long hair. Yeah. Oh, we've done the bald ponytails before, but I'm always happy to Mick do Fleetwood. more. Mick Fleetwood. Mick Fleetwood, <laughs> the king of the bald ponytails. <laughs> but Martin Lewis, no, Paul Lewis is brilliant. I, honestly, I think he's brilliant. Mm. Um, and But he's a money expert. Martin Lewis is moneysavingexpert.com. They're not related. I mean, it's just, the world is crazy. It is, isn't, isn't it? Isn't it just, you tell me there's no God, you tell me there's no Jesus, when that happens. He duplicated that, didn't he? He didn't, he just, go no. on. Pianist Paul Lewis. <laughs> Wait, had to pull out. Oh, a pianist pulling out? Of two concerts after injuring himself, guess how? Oh, let me think, hang on. Well, Kelly's miming something, I don't know if, uh, d- d- I think that's again? doing his scales. No. Oh, the 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 uh, the thing fell down on his fingers. No. Uh, it, it, it chopped his fingers off. No. Oh, guys, this is intriguing. Stay tuned and find out after this. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, it's starting to get busy anti-clockwise at Junction 19 for Watford. And the A1 is busy southbound from the Boreham Wood towards the apex corner in Edgware. And in Finchley as well, the North Circular Road is slow from Henley's Corner on the approach from the East End Road. In Dunstable on the Church Street, there's temporary traffic lights between Church Street and the High Street North and West Street. So that could cause some delays if you're driving through there this morning. And on the train departure boards, the 6.47 service from Luton to Sutton is delayed by 10 minutes and also the 704 train from Luton to Orpington is delayed. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Sammy. 6.45. It is uh, Friday the 19th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines, shortly to be followed by the weather. A GP from Bedfordshire is still being allowed to practice, even though he's been accused of nearly 40 indecent assaults against 24 female patients. A man who was arrested during a security alert in Watford yesterday remains in custody. Hertfordshire Police says a device which was destroyed in a controlled explosion was not viable. And an inquest will open today into the death of a man at Luton Police Station last weekend. 03459 455555. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. Well, it's um, it's a lovely bright start actually for most of us, but I think today is going to be disappointingly cloudy compared to what we saw yesterday. So we've already started to see that cloud just seep down from the north. It's already in northern areas of Buckinghamshire, um, into Bedfordshire and into parts of Hertfordshire, but at the moment that's where we've got the most sunshine. Um, so that cloud is going to spread in and it will tend to thicken as well. Now it should stay dry today, but it will just be a little bit cloudier. There will be some brighter spells at times as it tends to thin and break. It will get burnt back by the sunshine at times but you know always catered for quite a lot of cloud today but staying mostly dry we're looking at highs today not doing quite so well those temperatures as yesterday but we'll probably be up to around 18 celsius that's 64 in fahrenheit in many spots overnight tonight nothing much to report staying mostly dry perhaps a few spits and spots of drizzle just from the thickness of the cloud there'll be a lot of that around another mild night 13 or 14 degrees will be the low into the weekend then and tomorrow it looks like we might just see a few outbreaks of showery rain just through the late morning first 
first part of the afternoon and then a drier brighter afternoon there will be some brightness around possibly even some sunny spells but it's not going to be blazingly sunny just where we do get a bit of sunshine just watch out because with that heating we might see one or two showers sparked off that's a risk rather than a certainty so just a little bit of wet weather or the chance of it around tomorrow um it's going to feel quite muggy as well tomorrow quite warm uh, despite the relative lack of sunshine and on sunday feeling a bit cooler but dry and bright that's the forecast Every weekday from three, local stories. People in Watford are being urged to celebrate their local heroes by creating a postcard in their honour. In other local news, rugby fans are being warned to watch out for fake World Cup tickets. Roberto Peroni. Now, a metal detectorist has discovered a archaeological find in a field near Royston in Hertfordshire. Taxi drivers in Luton are demanding to be allowed to drive in bus lanes at all times. There is to be a new station at the Leighton Buzzard Narrow Gauge Railway. Roberto Peroni. Weekdays from three on BBC. Three Counties Radio. This is why school is wrong. That if you talk enough sense, then you'll lose your mind. And I'll use you as a focal point. So I don't lose sight of what I want And I move further than I thought I could But I missed you more than I thought I would And I'll use you as a warning sign that if you talk enough sense, then you'll lose your mind. And I found love where it wasn't supposed to be, right in front of me. It talks some sense to me. i 
Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, that's this week's BBC Introducing Track. I don't know anything about it. If only there was somebody here who could tell us, I can fill in um, my gaps of knowledge. Kelly Betts? Oh, hi. Hi there. Who, Hello. Who, who, I, what, where, when? Amber Run, Buckinghamshire. Um, this song called I Found is their new one. Got a good video for it. I've just Ooh. tweeted it. Um, they're headlining our BBC Introducing Stage at Rhythms of the World this weekend in Hitchin. Hey, and just in time for you to lose your voice again, because I noticed it came back. Yes, I know. Well, goodbye, voice. Bye, voice. Bye, voice. Well, she got in the paper, Boyle. Well, anyway, pianist Paul Lewis. Oh, we're still, still back. <laughs> have we not finished this guy? No, you didn't find out how oh, he hit, injured himself. Okay, yes, okay. And why he had to pull okay, out. Okay, yeah, let's, let's, let's find out. I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be great. Pianist great Paul bands. Lewis yes. had to pull out of two concerts after injuring himself. How? He got his fingers trapped under the no. keyboard. He fell off his stool. No. Um, I don't, I've, got, I've got literally no... Uh, Kelly Betts. One of the keys fell off. No. And the, he got his finger trapped. No. The monkeys carrying the piano up the stairs dropped it and he was stood behind them. Animals involved, oh, not monkeys. Ooh, dogs. No. Um, cats. No. Rabbits. Birds. You're, you're miming wings, so I'm guessing it's either a pterodactyl or um, Paul McCartney. I mean, I mean, it's the pterodactyl of the seaside, yes. The seagull? Mm. It ate his chips. Staving off a seagull attack. International virtuoso Paul, 43, Aye. sprained a finger when the bird dived at him as he left rehearsals with the Liverpool Philharmonic. Isn't that funny? Jane I've... Garrity said, we're pleased you'll make a full recovery. I've sprained, sprained a finger given the bird before. Have you? Quick draw McGraw. That's how that works. So there's a story in the papers. I don't know what it is, but uh, what's interesting about it is... It, it's got a picture of um, the people... Um, re- is this on the right speed? Oh, no. It sounds better, actually. It does. This is what it should sound like. But that's better. <clears throat> <laughs> Um, it, it, it's, um, um, okay, it's the anniversary of the Battle of Waterloo. I mean, get over it, guys. Uh, but they've got these people doing a battle reenactment. What are those guys, and let's be honest, there's no woman that would be stupid enough to do it, and they wouldn't be allowed to unless they, they were pretending to be a nurse in a tent. There are. Why, but why would anyone do that? Where Uwe Le Plaisir of um, reenacting a battle, you perverts? Here we go. It's people who like dressing up. Yeah, well, good dress Some up. Some people like to dress up. I know people like to dress up. They're called children. No, some people like to dress up. Oh, what? What, for sexual pleasure? No, for historical purposes. No, dressing up is for kids, right? Because the, the Spider-Man lives near me, or about five Spider-Men live near me. I quite often see them walking to school. It's outrageous well, you, know, you can't rely on your superpowers forever. No, you but can't. fallback. You've got to have a fallback, just in case a, a supervillain finds a cure for your um, superpowers. Mm-hmm. As they will. As they will. I mean, you know, you've got to stay one step ahead. Super. There's another business. one of these cats travelled halfway around the world stories to um, find someone. And I just, you know... I mean, you could just put that under the bracket of cats are clever, aren't they? And well, they... There's, there's that story. This, this is the one I was thinking of, actually. Apart from Hulk Hogan is uh, suing £63 million because someone leaked a sex tape of him oh. and his mate's best, uh, his best friend's wife. Giant... Is this a thing? Giant Maine Coon Cat, mm. Kenny... Yes. Jumped on dozing owner Chris Oakley, 31, to alert him to a fire in Greenstead in Essex. Well, no, he didn't. He was terrified and he just happened to jump on him to get out of the way. The owner was in the way. What's a giant Maine Coon? It's a cat. I know, but what kind Species. of cat? I've American. Never, I've never heard that. Good morning. Big... Let's, let's bring Al into the conversation. Good morning, Al. Good morning, Ian. How are you, sir? You can be... I can be your... Bo- you can be my bodyguard. 
if I can call you Al. I'm all right, thank you. Uh, sir, what you got for us? Uh, one of the false clips that you used to play about a month ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, go on. Um, good morning, sir. Oh, oh no. stop the music. Now, hang on a second. We've still got... This is the thing, OK? We've still got... I'm just finding my way around this. Hang on. OK. Now, where is it? Because I'm sure... We've still got I've that. got a mouth for the sausage. Oh, hang on a minute, it's button number two. Good morning, sir. We've got that, Al. Oh, you've got that Good one. Morning, oh, no. So, but okay. we, but what? Listen, I'm not letting you get away uh, free. Oh. You're, okay. you're on the line. We need to record. We need to record some clip from him. What clip can we give Al to do? Because he's got mm. a good voice. Mm, he's got a beautiful voice. Mm. I've, got, have... I've got a cold. That's why. Ah. Uh, you got to milk ah. it. Um, I've got milk it. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, what's your other favourite? Uh, I can't. Yeah, what it is, I'm a low driver, so I'm in and out of the lorry all morning. Oh, so here I miss comes some excuses. Of the here comes no, the excuses. No, no, mate, here comes the excuses. Ian, Ian, I remember when uh -oh. we had to put 50p in the TV back in the day for radio rentals. That never happened. 50 pence in the... T I remember putting money into the, the meter and turning the thing and the satisfying... No, th honestly. Money in the telly? Yep, you'd collect 50 pence pieces and put them on the slot and turn the key... And you get the TV going. How, how, how much TV would you get for um, 10 bob? <laughs> Not very much. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Blimey. And the thing is, if I'm correct, if I, if I do remember this, I think, didn't Bruce Forsyth come round and collect all of those 50 pences himself? He certainly did, didn't he? Ke yeah. Kelly Betts, is there a clip that we can give this, this um, very, very old uh, lorry driver to I say? I won't go down the reggae route. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please all remain silent as Al says, I won't go down the reggae route. I won't go down the regular route. With the accent as well, <laughs> Al, thank you very much indeed. Beautiful stuff. Send that over, Kells. We'll add it to the computer. We'll add it to the computer. Hey, are you going to do that happy story? Oh, yeah, well, yeah. go on. Today is officially the happiest day of the year. Not in this room, eh? No, man, there's, there's, there's no... There's, uh, yeah. Yeah. According to a mathematical formula, which is always the way I calculate my happiness, we'll be more cheery on the third Friday in June than any other day. Good weather... The birth of Princess is Charlotte. Third, is it the third Friday of June already? Gosh. Flipping heck. This is why we're happy, apparently. Good weather. OK. Yeah. The birth of Princess Charlotte. Oh, don't, old news. Don't. It's old news. Hey, it's, listen, it's a day for celebration, guys. Let's, let's not make any fun of that. And even the prospect of Andy Murray winning Wimbledon enhanced our mood, said well-being guru and chancer Cliff Arnold. Dr Arnold, 49 and a chancer, said we're more likely to be singing along to Pharrell Williams' worldwide hit song Happy Today due to happiness factors peaking. What okay. a load of old Tell pony. us. All right, here we do it. 08459. 03. Ah! Four five nine four double five five double five. What's making you grumpy today? Let's let's celebrate grumpiness. Let's not let's not um, banish the grumpy people from the the world. What's making you grumpy? Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. A delay closed on the A1 northbound at London's Road for Biggleswade South because a lorry's overturned there. There are also delays on the A1 southbound from Lorenwood towards Edgware and in Bricketwood on the North Orbital Road at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. It's starting to get busier. It's also busy on the M25 anti-clockwise at Junction 17 for Maple Cross towards Junction 16 for the M40. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Sammy. 
Simon Oxley's complaining. Yeah, it's not freezing in here. This is this is oh, still it's a bit warm. Parky, isn't it? Well, you're all complaining because it was cold well, out it's there. It's warm out there now. It's too was, warm now. It was boiling in here yesterday. I would like it colder. I'm still a little bit sweaty, Betty. I'd love, I love, I love working in the cold. Uh, morning, guys. We're celebrating grumpiness. Today is supposedly the happiest day of the year. I'm not. I'm not buying that at all. 03459 455555. And I vaguely remember, I don't think we had one, but televisions where you had to put money in them is out some kind of lunatic on a, on a Ginster's uh, kick. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Bedfordshire GP still practising despite assault allegations. Police say Watford device was not viable and inquest opens today after death in Luton Police custody. BBC Three Counties Radio. A GP from Bedfordshire is still being allowed to practise even though he's been accused of nearly 40 indecent assaults against 24 female patients. More from Tony Fisher. The Larksfield surgery in Stotfold, where Dr Robert Lewis continues to see patients, says he's not suspended and is working to NHS England and GMC conditions. The 49-year-old from Shefford pleaded not guilty at Luton Crown Court to 20 allegations after earlier denying a further 17 charges. The allegations were first made to police in 2013. A man who was arrested during a security alert in Watford yesterday remains in custody. Hertfordshire police say a device which was destroyed in a controlled explosion was not viable. More from Lee Agnew. In photographs taken of the man being arrested, he appears to be white and was wearing a burqa. Hertfordshire police say that when he was arrested, he was carrying two rucksacks containing children's books. Police cordoned off Watford High Street in the Ring Road while the suspicious device, which was found in Market Street, was blown up by the army. An inquest will open today into the death of a man at Luton Police Station last weekend. 25-year-old Istiak Youssef had been arrested on suspicion of domestic violence. The Independent Police Complaints Commission has been informed. The 21-year-old white man suspected of shooting dead nine people at an African-American church in South Carolina has been returned to Charleston after his arrest 200 miles away. President Obama has called for a shift in public attitudes to gun violence. The Democratic presidential candidate Hillary Clinton said the United States had difficult questions to answer. In the days ahead, we will once again ask what led to this terrible tragedy and where we as a nation need to go. In order to make sense of it, we have to be honest. We have to face hard truths about race, violence, guns and division. Two women have been robbed at gunpoint by men who used a ladder to climb onto the roof of their house in Gerrard's Cross and get in through an upstairs window. The women were forced to hand over jewellery and cash in the early hours of yesterday morning in Duke's Kiln Drive. Police have described it as a shocking crime and have put on extra patrols in the area. Luton North MP Kelvin Hopkins and Wickham Steve Baker are among MPs from three parties who have formed a group which hopes to set up an official out campaign in the European Union referendum. The group includes the former Conservative Cabinet Minister Owen Paterson and UKIP's only MP Douglas Carswell. In sport, Rory McIlroy is seven shots behind the leaders after the first round of the US Open. McIlroy carded a two over past 72 and Watford are to host Europa League winners Sevilla in their final pre-season game 
game before the start of the Premier League campaign. The weather mostly cloudy with a chance of a shower, feeling cooler than yesterday, a maximum temperature 17 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. Well, I've, I've been sent a picture of... Um, we're talking about Maine Coons. These are, it's a cat, OK? They're flipping massive. Scott sent me a picture of his um, uh, brother, who is either a midget or that is one huge cat. <laughs> it's, you could put a saddle on that and ride it. Blimey, O'Reilly. Why do... Um, why do... Why do people have big pets? I am toying with the idea, shh, of getting a dog. Shush, 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 shush. Toying with the idea. I, I'm toying with the idea. You are right, Kells? You have to get a dog. <laughs> I'm t- only because I'm doing a lot of walking at the moment and I'm seeing a lot of dog walkers. I think, oh, it'd be nice to have a little dog with me. I want a dog and I'm not allowed one, so if you have one, can I pretend it's mine? Oh, uh, no, that's weird. So I'm toying with the idea. But I wouldn't get a big one. I'd get, like, a tiny one. Not a Yorkie, because they're horrible little things. But, like, a small dog. You want a terrier? No, too hairy. Too hairy, too, um... Anyway, I'm, I'm not going to get one. But if I did, I'd get a small one. I've got a cat, a small, got a rabbit. You can get giant rabbits. Why would anyone get a big pet, a big dog, or a big, um... Uh, rabbit, yes, or, um... Oh, you know, just big animals. Just put, say big and then put the name of an animal after it. Why have I got to do all of your thinking for you? You guys make me want to puke. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Any Texas? Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, you have a little, little girly chat there. We're looking at slankets. It's really cold in here. <laughs> Like it. Who is it? It's Danny, isn't it, who works here? Um, uh, who's wandering around with a blanket, like, like a, a shawl, ho- yeah. like a homeless woman. She thinks it's some kind of festival out what there. The hell? Well, I mean, everybody was smoking reefer here earlier on, <laughs> and I'm sorry about that, guys. I'll, I'll try and smoke out. I'm joking. Gosh. Here's some um, memory texts of Uh-oh. Dave from Hartford's memories. Let's tread carefully around these. No, it's okay. Okay. I'm old enough to remember TVs with valves, says Dave from Hartford, and Ali's right. TVs did take fifty p's. My granddad had one. Great telly memories. Okay, telly memories. Sorry, I'm just text to me now. Yeah, anything else? No, that's it. Eight one three double three. Put three CR in the beginning of it. Okay. Uh, tweet wise, on, uh, Crystal, it... who's been listening to us because she's off sick, is going yeah. back to work. Aye. Do you know how she obtained her injury? It wasn't a seagull. Go on. An escalator. Oh, well, you know what we won't be doing. Oh no, this doesn't. Just trying to see if I can get this to work. Hang on. I won't go down if I go. It works. It works. We do a little bit of leverage on that. I'm having so much fun with my new toy. You guys aren't, but... Uh... I won't go down if I go. Beautiful. Thank you very much indeed. 03459 555555 if you want to fake a clip onto slightly more serious issues. A GP from Bedfordshire is still working despite being accused of nearly 40 indecent assaults on patients. The Larksfield Surgery in Stockfold says Dr Robert Lewis has not been suspended and is working to NHS England and GMC conditions. Well, the 49-year-old from Shefford pleaded not guilty at Luton Crown Court to 20 allegations after earlier denying a further 17 charges. The allegations were first made to police in 2013. Well, Roy Lilly is a former NHS Trust chairman, now a health writer and a commentator, and uh, joins me on the line now. Morning, Roy. 
Morning, Ian. Well, I mean, the, 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 what's the general rule here? I mean, obviously, we have to tread very carefully about how we talk about this, but the, the, the general rule. Well, generally speaking, if uh, serious allegations are made against uh, any health professional, um, not just doctors, it might be a nurse as well, uh, the general practice is that they are suspended. And they're suspended for two reasons. Firstly, um, uh, because of uh, public uh, concerns, and so they're sort of taken out of the front line. And secondly, to protect the clinician themselves, really, so that they're not you know, subject to any sort of ongoing uh, tittle-tattle or abuse or what have you. So generally speaking, um, we, they go off on gardening leave. They're usually paid um, their full salaries, and then they're replaced until such times as there is a, a police inquiry, the Crown Prosecution Service, if it's involved, decides whether or not there should be a prosecution. Then there is a prosecution, um, and if the, um, the clinician is found guilty, then the General Medical Council step in and withdraw the registration on the general medical register and the doc can't practice uh, anymore or maybe um, for some years or with conditions or what have you. So it's a very long and laborious yeah. process generally. I was interesting you said that, that, that if a doctor was suspended um, while, you know, awaiting trial or while a crime was being investigated, that they'd be on, on uh, they'd still get paid. Um, the the idea of suspension is is not in any way to apportion blame or to imply guilt or innocence or what have you. It's just to take the clinician out of the firing line so that you know they they're not subject to tittle tattle or any awkwardness uh, in the workplace where people say, oh, well, you know, I don't want to be seen by him or what have you. They're just kind of parked, and in the in the NHS they call it gardening leave. I would. Um, I... Treading so carefully. Is it unusual for a doctor to continue practising after allegations like this? Well, um, if the allegations are old allegations, um, for example, if they were made in 2013 and it's now 2015, something like that, um, then it's not impossible that they would be uh, continuing to practise. Um, but generally speaking, if there are serious allegations, it, it, it is unusual mm. for a doctor... Uh, or a nurse to continue in practice. Um, of course, uh, in this particular case on which we can't comment, we don't know the full circumstances no. and we don't know the full strength of what the allegations are and are they historic you know, and all the rest of it. But it, it, generally speaking, um, the, the idea is to um, take the clinician out of any uh, sort of embarrassing situations where you know, a, a doctor, a, a patient might um, add to the complaints, you know, maliciously mm. or what have you. It's, it's really uh, to, it's really for the good of the clinician. Uh, 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 of course, a clinician could or could keep uh, practicing um, if they were chaperoned. So if, for example, uh, there was always a nurse present or another doctor present. Um, One would have thought that a, a surgery... Um, would have been keen to um, keep the patients' minds at ease and would would suspend a doctor just as a matter of best practice. Is there a shortage of GPs or something? Would would the surgery struggle if 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 a doctor was was suspended uh, indefinitely? Well, th th there is a huge shortage of GPs, um, but the, the you know it was important not to link the the two uh, the, the two issues, you know, shortage or not. Um, you know, they would be expected to follow best practice, and indeed. The GMC might suspend the uh, doctor's place on the register until there's a proper inquiry. 
um, so they could do that as well. These are, you know, this this is shark-infested custard, you know, to to talk about because it's really difficult. And, mm. um, you know, no, everyone's innocent until they're proved oh, guilty, yeah. whatever the allegations might be, and people, the allegations are denied and so on. But it is, it's a very complicated and very sensitive area. Roy, I appreciate you tiptoeing delicately through that with me, and uh, I think I think we, we were on the right side, so thanks very much. You're welcome. Thank you, Roy. Uh, Roy Lilly, former NHS Trust Chairman. Uh, mm, interesting, is it? I'm, I'm, I think we, we got away with that, didn't we, Catherine? We managed to tiptoe around the legalities. <laughs> I think so. I mean, it's it's very, very tricky indeed. But it yeah. is, isn't it? Um, OK, 03459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, you can text 81333. Start your text 3CR. Or if you wanted to, of course, you could always uh, send me an email, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. <laughs> This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, I've lost a bit of paper with the answers on it. Where did I put the answers? Have you got Are any texts? Have you got any texts? Uh, let's have a look at the texts and see, because at the moment I think it was just the uh, old telly memories I had. Let me just have a quick refresh of this. Ah, yes. Uh, Shirley says we had to put 50p in the TV. It must have been the 1970s, and I you got a rebate when they came to count the money. Uh, really? I yep. don't. I don't remember. I mean, I. I yes, I rented a video recorder when uh, I was in my 20s. In my 20s, we rented a flipping video recorder, and I was responsible to go round to. Um, I guess it was radio rentals. I don't think it was Rumbelows at that point. Uh, and pay for. I had. A, I had a video recorder in my bedroom. I didn't want to get involved. No one else would pay me. I didn't want to get involved. My mate was still renting a telly in the 1990s. Oi. I well, didn't even think you could do that anymore. Well, this, this is that's what I just said. My story was the same story. Oh, yeah. But a telly, but your video's different. Well, I mean, your telly's your fundamental. You should be able to sort <laughs> yeah, that out. Yeah, rental, rental, a radio. No, mental, mental, radio rental. We're also getting dog recommendations. Are you, I mean, how seriously? No, are you? let's let's back away from this. I'm just. Because ta- talk of cockapoo. Uh, well, a cocker spaniel might be nice, but let's yeah. back away from this, guys. I I don't want to. I'm you know. I mean, I'm, they're offering you their dogs. Oh, really? I'm getting pictures. No. We have ne- a small dog called Kitty. I think he wants a new one. Never never take a stranger's dog. Who knows what's been done to that dog? That's from Posh Damon. Soiled posh. goods. Uh, you want a cockapoo, cocker spaniel cross with no. a poodle. Small but not too small. Doesn't shed. Super friendly and manageable. Let's back away from, from this. from Lisa and Hitchin. Okay. Nan bites dog. Wow. She chomps Alsatian, attacking her terrier. There's a picture of the woman's teeth. Gran, June Hutton. Let me say that again. Gran... June Hatton, was so furious when her Yorkshire Terrier Millie was attacked by an Alsatian, she bit the dog. She bit the flipping dog. The 80-year-old bravely sunk her dentures. Oh, was she, oh were they right. in her was mouth? she holding them? As, uh, the, into the snarling beast after it escaped from her house. June said, it was all I could think to do. He was biting my dog, so I bit him. That was the only thing she could think to do? I'd have kicked it in the face. And I'm not recommending violence against animals, but if a dog... Well, finger up the bum, of course. But if a dog... If, if a big dog was, was attacking my um, my cat, I'd kick it. Isn't there a problem with that, is there? No, I think if you're saving your animal... Save my cat, I'd kick it. I'd kick it flipping hard. I'd give it a gentle kick, see where that went. If that didn't work, wallop, have some of that! Putting your face near a snarling hound. Probably not a good idea. The tragedy is I could not get a decent grip. Oh, whether it was because of my false teeth or not, I don't know. But while the Alsatian clamped my dog in its jaws, all I ended up with Whoa. was his hair in my mouth. Girls, ring any bells? It was an Alsatian. Ever, ever bitten a dog? No. A few foxes, though. Rawr. Millie died 
Oh, is that the dog or the woman? That's the dog. All right. The, okay. So the dog, the dog died. Retired chiropodist, what? June, who had her Yorkie for a year after getting her from a rescue centre, said the owner came running up. She was very sorry. A member of the family had left the gate open and two dogs escaped. It was an incredi- incredibly unfortunate incident, but I don't blame the owners. Blame the owners and blame them in court. Sue da owner and get the money back, guys, for goodness sakes. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1 northbound, there's a lane closed at Biggleswade south of the home base roundabout. That's because a lorry's overturned there and it's hit a lamppost, which has also been damaged. On the A1 southbound, it's starting to be slow from Boreham Wood towards Edgware. And in Bricketwood on the north orbital road, it's busy at the M25 junction 21A roundabout. The M25 anti-clockwise is also slow from junction 17 for Maple Cross to 16 for the M40. There's no reports showing up of any delays on the train departure boards, though. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you. Thank you very much. Right, it's 7.16, it's Friday and the 19th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A GP from Bedfordshire is still being allowed to practice even though he's been accused of nearly 40 indecent assaults against 24 female patients. A man who was arrested during a security alert in Watford yesterday remains in custody. Hertfordshire police say a device which was destroyed in a controlled explosion was not viable. And an inquest will open today into the death of a man at Luton Police Station last weekend. Sometimes in life, things don't always go to plan. It worked perfectly for two and a half, three years till two days ago. He should refund me £1,900. Which is where we come in. We managed to get them to agree to come back in to the property on an agreed date. The JVS show takes on your consumer problems. But I've basically lost the whole lot in administration charges. And helps to get to the right solution. I've received a cheque back for £578. Jonathan, I can't thank you enough. I don't know how you do what you do, you and your team. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, <laughs> let's go to uh, Manil. Morning, Man- uh, Manil. Morning, Ian. How you doing, fella? You're right. You're saying my name wrong again. Well, hang on a minute. I'm, all I do, listen, I'm, all I am is the hired monkey. I just read what's written on the screen. It's M A N U. So, Manu. Right, right, yeah. hang on a second. Listen, Manu, do you want me to take this to the next level? Uh, sure. Do, do you want me to take this and make it go nuclear? Okay. Someone screwed up, Manu. Do you want there to be consequences? Well, the other day I called and you had me down as Mr. T. Right, okay, right. And, right, same person, mate. Same person. Do you want me to take this nuclear, Manu? You deserve. You pay your licence fee, don't you? Yeah, of course. You sure? Yeah. Oh, well, then you're, then you're her boss. Manu, could you give Kelly Betts a right royal rollicking, please? Uh, Kelly, my name's Manu. M-A-N-U. Not Mr. T and not Manu. What's it short for? Manua. Nothing. Nothing. No. <laughs> yeah. No, don't. don't. She's, she's trying to win you over. Don't take it, Manu. Go. I'm pushing you back into the ring. Go. It's, it's not short for anything. It's just my name. It's... Hey Manu, yeah. Manu, I've got a good line. I've got a good line you can use. Come here, come back over here. Come back over here. Say to, say to okay. Kelly, what what are you short for? Right, go go on. Back 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 back. Go go go. What's Kelly short for? 
Got little legs. Yay! Oh no, she oh, she pwned <laughs> us. Right, just just stick your middle finger up at her and and say get knotted. No, I'm not going to do that. I'll do it. Get knotted. <laughs> Oh. There we go. That we, we we won, Manu. We won. I can only <laughs> apologise for goodness' sakes. This caller better be good. Yeah. Uh, oh, so yeah. I wanted to talk about. You know, I'm old enough that uh, I grew, I grew up watching Bugs Bunny cartoons from World War Two, and uh, Bugs but, Bunny cartoons. Yeah. I, yeah. But they but they but they always show Bugs Bunny cartoons. Yeah, but not these ones. These ones are banned now. What do you mean the uh, band Bugs Bunny cartoons? Are you crazy? Yeah, well, uh, in, during World War II, they made Bugs Bunny cartoons. There's one where he's on an island, and a Japanese pilot has crashed as well. Yeah. And the entire episode is Bugs Bunny trying to, uh, you know, fool this Japanese pilot and stop him from killing him and eating him. Hey, racist and, Bugs Bunny. And yeah, he full on, like, uh, does the big teeth and just the eyes and does what makes, like, Silly jokes about Japanese people. Uh, yeah. Just, just fun. Just, so, just fun, slightly racist bants. Yeah. Uh, man, uh, uh, Mr. T, thanks very much for your call. Um, 03459 I'm sorry, Kelly, that a caller phoned up and had a go at a member of my team like that. I'm, I'm out of order. Um, he's banned for the rest of the week. Okay. You're very, very welcome. Grumpy Jamie. Morning. Morning. <laughs> Today is the happiest day of the year. Are you happy? Oh, yes, it's Friday. Yeah, why don't you sound happy then? Oh, I don't know. I never sound happy. I don't know what it is. No, you don't, do you? Never mind. Go on then, Grumpy Jamie. What you got for us? Uh, the coins and the TVs. Yes. Back in the 80s, um, obviously when I'm, my dad got ours, uh, basically what they used to do is to take the money for the TV out of it yeah. and then the rest of the money would come back to you. What do you mean the rest of the money? What, what do you mean the rest? Well, basically, you just have to put 50p in to watch it. Yeah. And then however much um, it'll cost to, to buy it, they'd used to take a percentage per month. So if it was, it was £10, they'd, give, they'd take the £10, and whatever was extra, they'd give back to you to put back into and the why machine. why didn't you just pay £10 a month? Haven't got a clue. Don't know how it worked back then. All but right, that's mate. What, that's I, was what just, I was just asking. Me. I was just asking. Calm down. Sorry, mate. All right. Calm down. OK. All right. I'm not um, Yeah, for the rest of the week. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. There's a strange vibe to the show, Boyley. No, no, it's not me doing it. No, it's, it must be me then. <laughs> no, it must be Dealey. I blame uh, I blame Dealey. For... No socks. Is he wearing socks today? Do we know? Has he got has he got uh, footwear on? He's standing up. Hang on. Show us your feet. Oh. No, he showed me his middle finger. I'm oh. not sure. Come on, show us your feet. Socks. Yeah, is, are they the same ones? The only fools and horses There's ones. Comical socks, I think. Deary me. Okay, right. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Uh, if you want to give us a call, a member of the family had left the gate open and the two dogs escaped. I don't blame the family. Oh come on, it's their fault. They left the gate open. They left the gate open, huh? Police said the attack was a civil matter. A spokesman said, advice was given to the owner of the offending dog and she will ensure it wears a muzzle where in public. This is the thing. I don't want a dog that's going to... I don't want a dog. Stop it now. Although cockapoos do look very, very cute, don't they? Now, police are continuing to question a man who was arrested during a security uh, alert in Watford yesterday. In photographs taken at the time, he was seen wearing a burqa and appears to be white. 
Police cordoned off, uh, off Watford High Street and the Ring Road while the suspicious device was blown up by the army. Professor Anthony Gleese is Professor and Director of the Centre for Security and Intelligence at the University of Buckingham. Uh, morning, Anthony. Good morning. Uh, now, uh, this is an interesting one. This it happened close to close to a church, uh, and obviously there's been a terrible situation in America at a church recently. Can we read anything into that? Well, I think at this stage we can only uh, speculate, and it's important that everything I say to you should be seen as speculation because uh, we, we we can't be totally certain what's going on here. Mm. I think it would be fair to say that the person involved looks as if he was uh, you know, mentally disturbed in some way. And the police have also confirmed that the device, whatever it was, was not what they call a viable explosive device. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean it was just a bag full of books or it was a bomb that wasn't built properly? What does that mean? It, 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 it almost certainly means that the person believed, uh, the person involved believed that it was a bomb, but that actually it wasn't a bomb or couldn't have been a bomb. Right. Now, that, 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 does, that is not actually the end of the story, because if this individual was mentally challenged, if we would put it like that, it doesn't automatically follow that he could not have been a security threat. People who follow this closely, like me, will recall in 2008, a chappie called Nicky Riley, who was also mentally challenged, was given a bomb by a couple of Islamists and he tried to blow up um, uh, the giraffe restaurant in Bristol, I believe. And there are many other examples of Islamists preying on people who actually need the care of society and convincing them that they ought to be suicide bombers. So we, we can't just dismiss this out of hand. The other thing to say is that uh, in April this year, a 24-year-old a man in Paris, who also appears to have been somewhat mentally challenged, uh, not only shot himself in the foot, uh, carried out an, a murder, but on his laptop, uh, it was found by the French police that he had orders from the Islamic State to blow up churches in Paris. In other words, there could be something here. The police are right to take this mm. seriously. And, it, you know, it may be a whole heap of nothing, a crackpot dressing himself in a burqa, carrying children's books. But that might not be the end of the story. Mm. There's been. Uh, can I ask you? This is a really dumb question, but I don't. I don't know the answer, Anthony. I know you don't mind. Uh, you can indulge my dumb questions. When the police do a controlled <laughs> explosion, how do they? What do they do? Do they put like the bag in a in a steel box and blow it? What What do they do? Well, what they. I mean, the many ways of doing a controlled explosion. What 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 it means is that they will ensure that nobody is at risk. So. Uh, you know, it can involve a major operation in Northern Ireland. It frequently did. Streets were cleared. Houses were emptied. Uh, normally, though, one would expect them to use a, a small explosive device, and that would allow them to see whether the 
uh, that what they thought was a bomb was actually a bomb. They will have they will have cleared the area, but this is all very scientific. Mm. I'm, you know, Professor of Security, I know slightly out of your, your your realm. I guess the but, message but, is that pe- people people know what they're doing. They yeah. know what they're doing. I guess the message here is that people in Watford um, should go about their daily business, basically, isn't it? And and um, maybe you know keep their eyes slightly wider open, but but not panic or worry or anything. No, I, I, it would be absolutely wrong to panic. However, this is a matter that needs to be further investigated. Mm. Of course, the Prime Minister is making a major speech today in Slovakia about radicalisation and the, the, the need for Britain's Muslim community to step up to the plate when it comes to this. Uh, that the man in Watford yesterday was arrested wearing a burqa is, could be a sign of madness. It could be a, a, an indication of something deeper going on here. So people should be aware with, uh, you know, these three sisters from Bradford, their nine children going out. Uh, last week also saw uh, the youngest British suicide bomber ever killing himself mm. in Iraq. There is a kind of surge of madness amongst a very small number of people. Uh, most Muslims want nothing to do with this. Yet we need to be careful and we need to think all the time. This is the really important point I think the Prime Minister is making. We, we're not doing enough at the moment to make ourselves safe. We need to be doing more. Anthony, appreciate your thoughts as always. Professor Anthony Glace, uh, Professor and Director of the Centre for Security and Intelligence at the University of Buckingham, 03459 555555. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1 northbound, there's a lane closed at Biggleswade South at the home base roundabout there because a lorry's overturned and it's just a lane closed at the moment, but police are advising that the whole road might have to be closed later on, later on at the Biggleswade South junction because of that uh, lorry that's overturned and it's also damaged a lamppost. On the A1 southbound, it's slow from Boreham Wood towards the apex corner in Edgware and in Bricketwood on the North Orbital Road, it's also slow at the M25 junction 21A roundabout. It's busy anti-clockwise on the M25 from junction 17 from Across to 16 for the M40, but it's looking fine on the speed sensors in the other direction at the moment, and no reports of any problems on the train departure boards. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts, and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A GP from Bedfordshire is still being allowed to practice, even though he's been accused of nearly 40 indecent assaults against 24 female patients. A man who was arrested during a security alert in Watford yesterday remains in custody. Hertfordshire police say a device which was destroyed in a controlled explosion was not viable. David Cameron will warn today that the extremist ideology of Islamic State is being quietly condoned in parts of some British Muslim communities. And an Inquest will open today into the death of a man at Luton Police Station last weekend. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Rory McIlroy's seven shots behind the leaders after the first round of the US Open. McIlroy carded a two over past 72, as did Justin Rose and Ian Poulter. The joint leaders on five under are America's Dustin Johnson and Sweden's Henrik Stenson. Tiger Woods carded a ten over par 80, his second worst round in a major. But Colin Montgomery at 51 years of age is one under. If Tom Watson can do what he did in uh, 59 years old, that's given everybody over 50 hope. It only came down to an eight-foot putt, you know, and if the ball runs my way and I hold a lot of putts over the next three days, you never know. You could get into contention. Whether you're going to win or not, you don't know, but you could get into contention, which would be great. Watford are to host Europa League winners Sevilla in their final pre-season game before the start of the Premier League campaign. The Spanish side will visit Vicarage Road on Saturday, August the 1st with a 3pm kickoff. Meanwhile, the Hornets are being linked with a club record move for Argentinian winger Diego Perotti from the Italian side Genoa. And England's under-21s lost 1-0 to Portugal in their opening match of the European Championships in the Czech Republic. Here's coach Gareth Southgate. We know that generally you need five points to get out of a group. We probably have to win our two games to do that now, but there's no reason we can't achieve that. Practice starts at nine o'clock this morning our time for Sunday's Austrian Grand Prix. Hertfordshire's Lewis Hamilton leads the Drivers' Championship by 17 points from Mercedes teammate Nico Rosberg. In tennis, Andy Murray will face Luxembourg's Gilles Muller in the, fi- uh, in the quarterfinals at Queen's Club this afternoon. And in the Women's Tour Cycling, today's stage is in Northamptonshire. Tomorrow they race from Broxbourne to Stevenage. The race finishes on Sunday with a stage from Marlow to Hemel Hempstead. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, the next full bulletin is at eight. So, let's briefly summarise what we know, shall we? The 50s. (laughs) The 60s. The 70s. And finally, the 80s. Thank you. Oh, blimey. Who pressed that? Who pressed that? It wasn't me, Governor. I meant to press this. Across beds, hearts oh, yeah. and bugs. Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle on BBC what? Three Counties Radio. What? We've got the Daily Star. We don't normally get the Daily Star. It's full of uh, top quality... Um, um, soft well, porn. Soft, soft porn, Dennis, of all things. Good God, why don't I get hard porn? I've done with it. So, so, well, yeah, exactly. Why the hell not, Dennis? What have you got for us? Well, I, I listened to you this morning. You were banning all sorts of people. Can I join the band? Why are my fingers... Well, I'm going to ask a question that, that doesn't warrant an answer. Why are my what? fingers so sticky? I've got a... It's like a, I've got snail trail on my uh, on my hands. Where's that come from? Do you want to be banned? Well, why not? I'm I, not going to. I can relax and don't have to get, mess about I, with the first thing in the morning. I, you I, ban I, me out and stay in bed a long longer. I'm not going to ban you. Oh, rotten devil. I'm not, I'm, anyway, I'm not going to ban you. In fact, I'm going to make I, sure that you continue to listen to us. I, after you've been here for quite some time in, in Dunstall, what do you think of Dunstall itself? It's got some good charity he shops. He's got to walk around. He's got some good charity shops. I bought loads of records yesterday. I spent a fiver and got some brilliant records yesterday. Unfortunately, that's one of the things. We've got far too many charity shops and selling decent stuff. No, hang on a minute. There's some great charity shops. Yes, There's a, they are. The, here we go. This is what I've, I've discovered I like about Dunstable so far early days, OK? Yeah. There are some great charity shops selling some records. Good. Greg's. And I'm sure there's plenty more stuff to discover as, as, you know, as time continues. Well, of course, just up West Street, there's a sign there which said they used to have the stocks there. 
why not put them back? Oh, and then we yeah. get people we don't like and stick them in the stocks and hand base them with whatever rotten fruit we've got. Here we go, Dennis. You're speaking of rotten fruit. You're like this. Fifty Shades <laughs> sequel, Grey, oh, yes. was yesterday branded the filthiest novel of all time. The second one? No, second. no, no. This is the fourth one. This is, this is the first... Oh, the fourth. You this is the first one written from the perspective of the pervert man. Yeah, lovely. Uh, stunned readers took to the internet to share the new novel's X-rated passages as it flew off shop shelves. We need to get Matt Lockwood to record some bits. <clears throat> there were hundreds of graphic sef- sex references with Christian Grey describing in intimate detail... Oh, no. The saucy romps begin six chapters in when Christian asserts that lover Anastasia has probably never seen her. Oh, no! <clears throat> but they soon become acquainted as Christian gives an explicit blow-by-blow account, really, of their first romp. Talking of his lust, the sleazy tycoon writes, her words travel directly to my... Oh, my goodness! He then adds, it dawns on me that this is the first time I haven't had the... What the heck? The book sees Christian retell the original story from his perspective. This is why Justin will like it. Giving readers an insight into his sex-crazed brain. Some critics have accused... Hang on. <laughs> this is, this is um, unfair. Some critics have accused the author, E.L. James, of cashing in by rehashing the original story. You don't say! Really? Is it printed on asbestos? Because if not, it's going to burst into flame any minute. It's printed on asbestos or toilet paper or something. Because No, because I would flush it down the toilet immediately. Dennis, thank you very much indeed. Dennis, of course, who uh, we took to see them, the motion picture experience, Fifty Shades of Grey, and uh, it was boring. Most fans were too excited to care, with many staying up until midnight so they could download the ebook as soon as it appeared online. The first book won't. No. The first book went on to sell 125 million copies netting the London mum of two a £75 million fortune. Yesterday, High Street Bookshop at Waterstones struggled to keep the shelves filled. A worker said the early signs are that grey may be as big as the original. Is that a joke? Um, I'm, uh, uh, and Waterstones fiction buyer Chris White added, I'm extremely confident this will be enormous. Oh, guys, come on. Really? Filth. Utter f- oh, by oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Uh, has should anybody- write one. I mean, she seems to fall against a typewriter and then put a few swear words oh. in, and then she she wins. No, How's now this look possible. Look at the name of the gentleman they've got to speak about this. What? Marcel Nobil. No. Oh come on. <laughs> Brand guru Marcel Nobil K N O B I L said it. Re- it really is a literary phenomenon. It's brought naughtiness into the mainstream. Marcel Nobil. No, we can't. No, we can't. Well, um, I know Dealey's out talking about it being the happiest day of the year. Um, maybe we'll send him out to see if... Uh, I mean, does any, do people read in Dunstable? We'll send him out. No, not according to the charity shops. Full of books. Full of full of top-notch books as well. Oh, some cracking stuff we saw yesterday. Cracking stuff. Uh, we'll send Dealey out uh, to see if anybody has uh, stayed. If you've bought... If you stay, 
No one stayed up until midnight to buy it. That'll be people buying it around the world, where midnight is like the afternoon to them. If you're a woman who's waking Brazil. up, if you're a woman who's waking up tired this morning after going and getting that book, call me now. I mean, it's just oh, go and read, go and read like a proper book. Or talk to your other half, maybe. You What's know. this show? This is a weird show. <laughs> a world Start pre- with talking. There's, there's, there's an advert for a show above Paul Weller, next to Yes, and underneath uh, Ralph McTell. Oh, sorry, and next to Jason Donovan, the Ten Good Reasons and Greatest Hits tour, performing for the first time ever, the full Ten Good Reasons album. Daily, do you want to come with me to a concert? I can't believe it. Uh, how do I get free tickets? I don't want to pay for it. But um, this, look at this show. This is happening at the Royal Albert Hall. Um, ever wondered what it would be like to be at a Beatles recording sessions? The sessions at Abbey Road, world premiere, a live restaging of the historic recording sessions of the Beatles. What? What? So they're going to sulk and not talk to each other? Scratching the bottom of the barrel a little bit, aren't they? They're, John Lennon's going to be going up to the roof while he's on LSD. What, I mean, what's... That's a true story. It actually happened. John Lennon says to George Martin, oh, I'm feeling a bit queer. George says, why don't you go up onto the roof of Abbey Road and get some fresh air? Goes up there, 20 minutes later, Paul goes, um, George, you know, um, do you know where John is? You know, got, uh, got a little bit of wacky-wacky. <laughs> he says, oh, I've, I've sent him up to the roof. What are you doing, man? He's tripping on acid. And they had to go up and save him. Great story, guys, great story. Thank goodness they did. Thank goodness. For music. Uh, um, uh, uh, there we go. Many Texas. Let's have a look. Uh, yeah, I've got, I've got some odd ones. I mean, do you want the odd ones as well? Yeah, I, I'll be honest. The, the, the vibes, not the vibe was there. Then the vibes kind of disappeared a little bit, and um, you know. Okay, I mean the cockapoo trend continues. Jamie's got one, and he wants to boast about it. Uh, I've got an anonymous one that says knockers. Obviously, he's still answering the doorbells or knockers debate. Well, I mean, it's 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 easy for them to say, but we all know the correct answer, of course, is doorbells. Thank you. No. Sorry. No, well, this ah, it's on the front page. There we go. This is, I mean, this is Mo Farah, right? This is Mo Farah. This is Mo Farah. What made you think of that? Our doorbell. Testy testers, excuse me. <laughs> steady, steady. Testers rang Mo Bell one hour. That's a weird, uh, lazy headline. Testers rang Mo Bell one hour. Doping investigators rang Mo Farah's doorbells. Thank you. For an hour before the 2012 Olympics, the athlete, 32, who'd already missed one test, said, I didn't hear it! Why didn't they ring him up? Full story, back page. Drug tester... Oh, I'll keep doing this. Drug tester rang Moe's... Doorbells. ...for an hour. Doping investigators... Who's the dope in this story? Huh? Really? Knockers are better. Well, I think that's what he thinks now. <laughs> doping investigators rang Mo Farah's... Doorbells. ...for an hour... Without reply, while the athlete was inside, double Olympic champion Farah, who'd already missed one test before the drug team's second visit, was a single failed appointment away from being ruled out of London 2012. Doorbells. You see? An hour ringing... No one rings a doorbell for an hour. I... 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 um, Ring the doorbell. Wait. Ring the doorbell. Wait. Knock. Leave. Exactly. But if you're very insistent, you'll have a look in the window to see if they're behind the sofa on the floor. And then you might go around the back, see if they're in the garden. It might have been a nice day. Well, the, the, his, um, it's in, I can't find what paper it's in because we got the papers late today, so I'm, I'm not as, as uh, familiar with them as I'd like to be. But um, one of the papers suggests uh, that his lawyer, his legal representative, made a video uh, explaining why uh, Mo Farah couldn't hear his... Doorbells. Um, and it's because he was upstairs with, like, a noisy machine or something. Was he? 
It was upstairs. I can't remember what baby A fitness is device. Yeah, something like that. And so that's why he couldn't hear it. Now, of course, we're not suggesting that Mo Farah has in any way done anything wrong apart from uh, missed drug tests. Or getting uh, a quiet doorbell. Uh, getting a quiet doorbell. And uh, his um, his coach, I believe, has been linked to uh, drugs. That's you know that's So people are now kind of joining the dots, perhaps a little bit prematurely. Um, but all, I don't really like Mo Farah. Why? No reason. No. <laughs> Two reasons. One is the Mobot. And secondly, remember when he only did half an Olympics for a load, uh, half a marathon for a load of money? Yeah. Did half a marathon for a load of cash. And I thought, oh, oh, no, 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 Mo, 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 no, Mo, no. Oh, no. No, Mo. That disappointed me a lot. So, um, but you normally would say a person like that was a player. Well, I love Big Bomb. I'd say that. <laughs> I wouldn't say he was a player. Well, look, if you can get the same money for not running as far, why would you? Phileas Mogg, trip from Oz to Northern Ireland via London. I don't believe these cats' travelling stories because my cat, you know, she can barely walk up the stairs these days. That's why I'm thinking of getting a dog. A globe trotting Aussie. I'm going, hurry up, Velves, come on. We've had 14 years together. Cool. Jog on. I'm not at all. When my cat dies, I will be devastated. Oh, here's a text. Why can't I hear Kelly's sexy voice? Because <laughs> she ain't got a sexy voice. Dan, pervert. Ian, Dunstable better than stinking London, especially the council estate you grew up in. I didn't grow up in London, mate, but never mind. The wreck has a gym. I pump iron there sometimes. Pop in and I'll do you a... What? And by the way, I was filling in about, you know, every word was missing about three letters there. Maybe he's pumping as he types. Uh, Dunstable better than stinking London is the council estate you grew up in. I didn't grow up in London. What are we talking about? A globetrotting Aussie Ginger Tom's catnav meow functioned. Oh, that is good. His catnav meow functioned? When it travelled 11,000 miles from Sydney to Northern Ireland. For London. Microchip data. That's a strange name for a cat. The sentence continues. Microchip data showed the ancient 25-year-old, 25 years old, this cat is like a fantasy cat, isn't it? Um, was uh, found in Armagh, was chipped as Tigger at Sydney in 2000. He turned up at a stray... Oh, this is not a story. No. Someone moved from Australia and lost their cat. You cats would be kissing me. Huh? He turned up as a stray at a London's vet clinic in 2004, but no owners could be traced. Last night, cats protection rescuers in Armagh were musing over how the pl plucky puss has since managed to cross the Irish Sea. They want to reunite the cat with his owner, posting online, if only he could tell us of his travels. What a stupid thing to say. He's a cat. And unless um, you can find a way of um, burrowing a camera in his eyeball, there is a way, and I'm not telling you, uh, it's a very expensive procedure, then you'll never know. What it sounds like is this cat is feral and some people have tried to tame the littlest hobo and it just keeps moving on. Oh, so I'm sorry. I know we've got to go to the travel. I'm going to... We'll play a little bit of... Uh, um, by, by the way, we can get this clip at some point. No rush. What's the story, Morning Glory? I'm going to give you a headline uh, and then we will reveal what the story is afterwards, OK? It's a brilliant headline. So the headline is... Johnny Rotten. Johnny Rotten. Oh, no. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio.
the A1 northbound has a lane closed at Biggleswade south of the home base roundabout. That's because a lorry is overturned there and it's also hit a lamppost. So there's only one lane closed there at Biggleswade south at the moment, but police are saying they may have to close the road entirely there at that point later on to recover the lorry. On the A1 southbound, it's slow from Boreham Wood towards the apex corner in Edgware. And also having a look at the speed sensors, it's busy on all the approaches into St Albans. So it's this morning, it's busy on Hatfield Road and Victoria Road and London Road, especially heading into the centre of St Albans. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's busy from Junction 17 for Maple Cross to 15 for the M4. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. Seven forty-six. It is uh, Friday, the nineteenth of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A man was arrested during a security alert in Watford yesterday and remains in custody. Hertfordshire Police say a device which was destroyed in a controlled explosion was not viable. David Cameron will warn today that the extremist ideology of Islamic State is being quietly condoned in parts of some British Muslim communities. And a GP from Bedfordshire is still being allowed to practice, even though he's been accused of nearly 40 indecent assaults against 24 female patients. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. It's going to turn cloudier as we head through the rest of the morning and into the afternoon. It's a fairly bright start, I'll give you that, uh, particularly towards southern areas and eastern areas of Hertfordshire as well. Nice and bright there, some sunshine still hanging on. Um, but uh, we do have some cloud that's going to spread down from the north, so a cloudier afternoon in store for us. Temperatures not quite as high as they were yesterday, but still, I think, comfortably up to around 18, possibly 19 Celsius, 66 in Fahrenheit, just a light northwesterly breeze too. Staying dry all day, of course, overnight tonight then we'll see uh, lots of cloud around perhaps a few spots of rain coming from the thickness of the cloud but nothing more than that and lows of around 13 or 14 degrees tomorrow we may just see a few outbreaks of mostly light showery rain just through the late morning first part of the afternoon it's going to feel warm tomorrow really quite muggy I think Uh, quite a lot of cloud around some brightness around into the afternoon but watch out for one or two showers that's just a small possibility rather than a certainty through the late afternoon just as we get a bit of heating Sunday will feel a bit fresher but it should be dry and there'll be some brightness around too. That's the forecast. Every weekday morning. Coming up at nine on the big phone in this morning. Is it a good idea to make jobless teenagers work for their benefits? How would you like this country to stand up to President Putin? Are you surprised to see British people being blatantly racist? The JVS Show. I think we've got to get over this issue about racism doesn't exist. It, it has existed. It will probably carry on existing. What I wanted to say is they've got this completely the wrong way around. You know, that, that, that is also true. That is also true. You will always get some, but they are such... A minority. Oh, the man's a buffoon. Get him up, get him out of bed, give him a sense of purpose. The JVS Show. Do you think we have got to, as a country, start taking this issue more seriously? Every weekday morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, the Luton and Dunstable Hospital is considering moving some of its services to a travel lodge off Junction 11 of the M1. The Trust says that by housing the Fracture Clinic, Orthopaedic Clinic and other services all in one place, it will improve the patient experience. Well, Melanie Chalk is the Deputy Programme Director of uh, the Hospital Redevelopment. Morning, Melanie. Good morning. Hi. Uh, people will be surprised at moving hospital facilities into uh, a Premier Inn. A travel lodge, sorry. Why, why are you doing this? 
So this is part of the Trust's wider site redevelopment over the next five years to redevelop the Luton and Dunstable Hospital site and really to improve clinical services for patients and to increase the footprint of a quite a landlocked hospital site. I don't know what that means. Why, why are you using a travel lodge? So the travel lodge is very close to the hospital. Um, it provides us space in which to grow some of our services. And what it also does is free up space on the hospital site to expand our emergency department. So you haven't got so enough room? We, we don't have enough space. No, right. we need to grow. We know that the population is growing. The needs of the population are growing. And we're trying to look at every alternative we have to provide clinical services on site, off site and close to the site. Um, so what services exactly will be happening at the Travel Lodge? So we're aiming to create an orthopaedic hub, which will include the current fracture clinics, orthopaedic clinics and the associated imaging and musculoskeletal services that go alongside that. And then what, then people, will, they, will patients stay in the Travel Lodge? No, they won't. So this is going to be an outpatient facility um, on the ground floor. It's currently an area that the hospital leases anyway, um, but it will be outpatient services that patients will come into. They'll have their appointments all in one place. And and that's one of the benefits, actually, Ian, is that we bring all of these services together. So instead of patients going to a number of different clinics, seeing a number of different specialists, they can go to one clinic and see all the specialists they need in one visit. How much does it cost? So the whole site redevelopment, um, our target budget is 150 million, um, and a small proportion of that will be spent on the travel lodge in the region of about one and a half million. Um, Over what period of, the... of time? So we hope to have the orthopaedic clinic up and running by the end of this year, but the whole site redevelopment will be continuing over the next four to five years. And the orthopaedic hub creation is just one of the many enabling schemes that we're doing um, imminently to develop the site. Right. And the one and a half million pounds on the the the, the travel lodge site. How over what what is that? Is that the cost each year? The cost in total? How does that work? No. So, so that's the total cost of refurbishing that. So what we're trying to do is create a really state of the art facility. So a modern facility that's very comfortable for patients and that makes sense for patients. So so we know on the Luton Dunstable Hospital site that we've grown over previous years um, in a way that can be quite confusing to patients. We don't mm. have all the services in the right place next to each other where a patient might expect them to be. So with the creation of the orthopaedic hub, um, as I say, we're expecting state-of-the-art facilities for patients so that everything they need is all in one place um, if they are on an orthopaedic pathway. Does it not make you sad, Melanie, that um, I, can, I can completely understand why you have to do it and it's, it's not quite as outrageous as, as it sounds at first, at first listen, but does it not make you sad that um, hospitals and the the buildings aren't quite getting maybe the uh, treatment and the money that they deserve so that you can keep this all on site i understand why you you can't keep it on site but um hospitals don't feel like hospitals do they I, I, no, I hear, I hear what you're saying. I mean, I think there's uh, two views there. I mean, a lot of um, a lot of our users would very much prefer services in the community closer to home. Um, so in that sense, it definitely achieves that. Um, but, but equally, a lot of people would like all services to be provided on site. Um, and the good thing about the orthopaedic hub is that it will be very close to the hospital site. So it's, it's just the other side of the motorway. OK. All right, Melanie, listen, um, I appreciate you explaining that this morning. Thank you very much indeed. That's Melanie Chalk. Deputy Programme Director of the Hospital Redevelopment. I, I, I can understand that. Ken's emailed uh, in. Well, Ken's emailed in with a complaint. Melanie. OMG, stop starting sentences with the word so. I tell you what, Ken.
I'll stop starting sentences with the word so if you stop starting emails with OMG. All right, geez. Hey, here's a fun game that Kath and I were playing yesterday. Oh. The number of beach... No, not that one. The number of Beach Boys songs that begin with the word well. Well, since you put me down... Let's play it. Let's play Beach Boy Poker. We're playing Beach Boy Well Poker. We're I'll go win. first. Okay. Well, since you put me down, I've been out doing in my head. Help me, Rhonda. Mm-hmm. Catherine. Well, she took her daddy's car and she cruised to the hamburger stand now. Hellybet. Well... You're out. Well, it's been building up inside of me for, oh, I don't know how long. Next. Well, welcome, well, welcome. Well, okay, yeah, that's, um, okay. I'm just looking at the ones that I sent you yesterday. I, can't I know, remember. I'm just... I can't remember. They all, basically, they all start with, um, with well, oh, I think I... Um, oh. Well, I ain't bragging well, it's... of it, I gotta know. That doesn't start with... Oh, that, yeah, I sent you that one, that's one of mine. Yeah. Um, well, East Coast girls are hip. I really dig those styles they wear. Go on. Well, ba 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 ba. That doesn't start. You, might you as just well don't just, hear the well. You might as well just go. Well, Kokomo. <laughs> That's what you hit me with yesterday, and I yeah. let you have it. Well, I've been thinking about all the places we surfed and danced and all the faces. They all, they nearly all begin with well. Well poker by the Beach Boys. Have we got any Texas? Let's have a look. I don't think so. Let oh, me just I, check. oh, no, hang on a second. I do apologise. We, I believe we were playing this. Oh, that. Let me just take that right down there. Oh, let me take it up a bit. Split the difference, Ian. Split the difference. The difference would be at 20... Oh, it's crashed. It doesn't matter. Right, so the story is... Where has it gone? Johnny Rotten. Johnny Rotten. Do you want to start with Kelly? Um, I don't really want Kelly to be involved in this game, if I'm completely honest. If I'm, you know, if I push comes to shove, but... Is it to do, and apologies for this, guys, but you all know what this is going to be about. No, you don't know, guys. You don't know what it's going to be about. Is it about a prophylactic? Yeah. Yeah, you do know what you do know what it's going to be about. Yes, you do. Uh, prophylactic. That, that had been in someone's wallet for six years? No, mate. It's even better than that. 60 years? No, 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 no. 600 years? No, 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 no. Brits at risk from dodgy condoms. This is a seri- this is actually um, a pretty. This is public service announcement. This yeah. is actually a pretty serious story. There we go. We got the level. So this is this is you know this is serious stuff. Brits are being sold fake condoms. A fake condom? It looks like a condom, but it isn't one. It looks like a condom. Smells like a condom. Tastes like a condom. It's got to be a condom. Which could put them at risk of unwanted pregnancies. Sorry. No? He sort of sang it. And sexual diseases. Millions of contraceptives which are likely to split or have tiny holes in them have been imported. Now, here's a weird thing. The cheap rubbers, which do not make... Is is that a thing? Can you say that? Which do not... Here you go, not the other place. Which do not meet UK safety standards. Oh, here we go. Mainly from factories in China. Yeah. Oh, they come yeah. over here. They come over here. Impregnating our women. Oh, dearie, dearie. Doesn't it, doesn't it make you sick? Dearie me. Um, um, well, a condom user, Ben Fisher, 26, an electrician from Bristol, said, I bought five boxes... No, boasted. Read that again. 
Condom user Ben Fisher, 26, an electrician from Bristol, boasted, I bought five boxes of 10 Durex condoms for 10 quid from a market stall. Oh, man. What could possibly go wrong with that? I used one with a girl I was seeing. It split. I put another one on. That snapped as well. We tried a third and that broke quickly, too, so we stopped. I later discovered I caught chlamydia. Right, I mean, that guy really is... (laughs) It's just... Kelly panicking now. Mark, why would you buy those things? There, there are so, yeah, okay, listen, you, you know if you go to the market, you buy chocolate. Dusty chocolate. That ain't real chocolate. So why would you, you know, the battery, the Duracells you buy from the market, they're not real Duracells. My granddad bought me a travel hairdryer from the market. As soon as I plugged it in in France, kaboom. Exactly. Nothing you buy in the market is real. So why on earth would you buy those bad boys? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1 northbound, there's still a lane closed at the home base roundabout at Beagles Wade South. That's because a lorry's overturned there and it's also damaged a lamppost. Police are advising that the road will have to probably be fully closed later on for recovery of the lorry and the lamppost at Beagles Wade South. In Borehamwood, on the A1 southbound, it's slow from the Holiday Inn towards the Apex corner in Edgware. And also looking at the speed sensors in Watford on Chalk Hill, it's slow around the bushy arches. On the M25, it's busy anti-clockwise from Junction 17 for Maple Cross to 16 for the M40 but no delays at showing up on the speed sensors in the other direction no reports of any problems either on the train departure boards Samantha Bruff BBC Three Counties Radio Thank you Sammy Joe does an interesting uh, tweet regarding the last story not the Johnny Rotten the one before uh, that he says right a hospital redevelopment gets 150 million quid and the Houses of Parliament redevelopment gets 4 billion quid hashtag priorities uh, um we can talk about that a bit later on if you want. 03459 455 555 is the phone number. More of your calls after the news uh, with Simon. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8 o'clock. The headlines. Police say Watford device was not viable. Cameron to warn of support for IS among some British Muslims. And Bedfordshire GP still practising despite assault charges. BBC Three Counties Radio. A man who was arrested during a security alert in Watford yesterday remains in custody. Hertfordshire police say a device which was destroyed in a controlled explosion was not viable. More from Lee Agnew. In photographs taken of the man being arrested, he appears to be white and was wearing a burqa. Hertfordshire police say that when he was arrested, he was carrying two rucksacks containing children's books. Police cordoned off Watford High Street and the Ring Road while the suspicious device, which was found in Market Street, was blown up by the army. David Cameron will warn today that the extremist ideology of Islamic State is being quietly condoned in parts of some British Muslim communities. Speaking at a security conference in Slovakia, Mr Cameron will also say the police and intelligence services should not be blamed when young people become radicalised and travel to Syria. An inquest will open today into the death of a man at Luton Police Station last weekend. 25-year-old Istiak Youssef had been arrested on suspicion of domestic violence. The Independent Police Complaints Commission has been informed. 
A GP from Bedfordshire is still being allowed to practice even though he's been accused of nearly 40 indecent assaults against 24 female patients. The Larksfield surgery in Stotfold, where Dr Robert Lewis continues to see patients, says he is not suspended and is working to NHS, England and General Medical Council conditions. The 49-year-old from Shefford pleaded not guilty at Luton Crown Court to 20 allegations after earlier denying a further 17 charges. These patients in Stotfold had this to say. Oh, it's been alright with me, so um, when I've seen him, it's been alright. I feel he should be suspended until it's, it's sorted. Well, if it's gone that far, then no, I think he should be suspended pending further um, in- inquiries, really. A man who's suspected of shooting dead nine people at an African-American church in South Carolina has been flown back to the state after being arrested more than 200 miles away. Dylan Roof, who's 21, is expected to appear in court later today. Two women have been robbed at gunpoint by men who used a ladder to climb onto the roof of their house in Gerrard's Cross and get in through an upstairs window. The women were forced to hand over jewellery and cash in the early hours of yesterday morning in Duke's Kiln Drive. Police have described it as a shocking crime and have put on extra patrols in the area. Luton North MP Kelvin Hopkins and Wickham Steve Baker are among MPs from three parties who formed a group which hopes to set up an official out campaign in the European Union referendum. The group includes the former Conservative Cabinet Minister Owen Paterson and UKIP's only MP Douglas Carswell. In sport, Rory McIlroy is seven shots behind the leaders after the first round of the US Open. McIlroy carded a two-over par 72 and Watford are to host Europa League winners Sevilla in their final pre-season game before the start of the Premier League campaign. The weather, mostly cloudy today with a chance of a shower feeling cooler than yesterday, a maximum temperature 17 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. So boobs, so boobs, it's not it's not Thank you, Simon. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's three minutes past eight. I'm trying to walk at least an hour every day, and, um, man, my legs are flipping, killing me. Killing me, they are. Carpet Martin uh, says on Twitter, imagine excitedly telling your friends and family that you are going to be in the paper only to be described as a condom user and one who's had a dose of the clap. I don't think we say that anymore. <laughs> oh, man. Well, today is supposedly the happiest day of the year. Let's celebrate grumpiness, shall we? Let's embrace the grumpy side of us. 03459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Have we got any texters? Yes. 81333, start your text 3CR. By the way, guys, by the way. If you would like to send us something. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm not sure. Oh, right, okay. Uh, you know Al, the lorry driver you spoke to earlier on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, says yeah. he goes through your old man at Britwell. Oh, right, nice one. Well, good for you. So there's a little shout-out to you. Thank you. Tell Kelly I miss her voice and that I went to the same high school as her. That's just creepy, isn't it? Yeah, and it gets creepier. OK. I know you can't say after seven, but what's happened with Ian's membership cards for when there was only ten of us listening between Shh. six and It was a good idea that I had that I didn't continue any further. I mean, and, we, um, could, we could do it. No. 
A GP from Bedfordshire is still being allowed to practice, even though he's been accused of nearly 40 indecent assaults against 24 female patients. The Larksfield surgery in Stockfold, where Dr Robert Lewis continues to see patients, says he's not suspended and is working to NHS England and GMC conditions. The 49-year-old suffered. Uh, the 49-year-old from Sheffords uh, pleaded not guilty at Luton Crown Court to 20 allegations after earlier denying a further 17 charges. The allegations were first made to police in 2013. Well, I'm joined now by Dr. Mike Smith, who's chair of the Patients Association. Good morning, Mike. Morning, Ian. Um, patients um, uh, that we have spoken to on this show, are, well, they're not best pleased, and I guess they've got every right to be aggrieved, haven't they? Well, I don't understand the details of this, obviously, but so I can't comment in detail. Yeah, suffice it to say, the GMC are rigorous in protecting patients' interests, and NHS England is, uh, for the first time in my experience, actually understanding what it is that patients need and want. And if those two august bodies have gone through this, and after all, you know, you are innocent until proved guilty, uh, and um, this man has said he 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 hasn't accepted the charges, so mm. one has to take that into account too. And as I say, I can't quick comment on the detail because I don't know no. it. but I mean in general terms having gone through a GMC and an NHS scrutiny uh, and also I believe from hearing uh, others talk about this particular case that uh, they, they, he's chaperoned every time he sees anybody now. Is it um, uh, were you surprised to hear that a doctor accused of things like this was still practicing? What what's the normal way this works? I, I would imagine suspension would be the normal thing. Well, I mean, I I've known of one local case to me about fifteen years ago that wasn't abuse. It was a um, a, a seeming accident. We um, and I won't go into the details, but it was with a child, and the parents were actually present. And um, the gist of of it was that the child got hurt um, mm. inadvertently, according to what the doctor said, and he was subsequently upheld uh, but he was suspended um, you know in, in retrospect totally unjustly um, because in fact what had occurred was nothing to do with him or his fault or his intention um, and that's the case that I've had in detail and um, uh, you know in in retrospect it did seem an unfair decision that he was suspended that time so in fact they do take things very seriously and I mean if, if there have been um, 40 suggestions that something was wrong, that will have been taken into account. Mm. Uh, but, you know, we, we are innocent until proven guilty. Oh, of course. We, we make snap judgments, though, don't we? As, yeah, we do. as, human, as human beings. I just wonder, um, how, if I were a patient in this position, um, you, you know, innocent until proven guilty, of course, but the, the other part of our brain thinks, well, no smoke without fire. I well, wonder yeah. how, how I would feel if I were a patient um, visiting a doctor who'd been accused of things like that. Well, yes, indeed, that, that is a very good point, and uh, perhaps the patients will be doing this themselves. Uh, so one must see, but one hopes, certainly, that whatever's going on is resolved ASAP for everybody in everybody's best interests. Mike, final question. If, if, if a patient is unhappy with the GP that they've got, for whatever reason, yeah. they're well within their rights to, to see another GP within that surgery, aren't they? I, and say, yes, I, don't, I don't want to see Dr Jones because of what, you know, of, of this, this and this. Yeah, I mean, uh, the NHS Constitution, which is about 40 or 50 pages of uh, written script, um, does set out everybody's uh, patient's rights and responsibilities. And they have far more rights than anybody generally 
um, thinks about without having read this document. There are mm. also a few responsibilities, obviously, mm. um, and and one of them is that you do have big a big choice in uh, who you see and what your treatment is. Certainly, Mike, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much indeed, Dr. Mike Smith, chairs uh, the Patient Association. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Let me rephrase that. He chairs the Patients Association. The Patient Association is a completely different organisation that just, you know, they're very calm, they're very calm people. Uh, Tess says, how do I get 3CR on my iPhone 6? Can't go, well, she says can go without the show in the mornings. I'm hoping that she means can't go. Um, well, uh, well you, you're obviously not listening. Um, uh, you could, hang on a second, let me, just, let me just reply to her. BBC iPlayer or Tune In app. There we go. I, I hope that answers the question for you. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Scouse Pat's on the line. Morning, Scouse. Hey, good morning. What you got for us? Well, I'm, I'm grumpy this morning Beautiful. because. Well, no, because I've got nothing to be grumpy about, and I I couldn't ring you to say I was grumpy because I wasn't oh. grumpy, and that, that made me grumpy. I um, was chatting to a friend on the phone the other day, two days ago. And uh, he was going, just phone up, see how everything is. And I went, oh, everything's all right, actually. And normally, I'm so used to reeling off a list of complaints <laughs> no, and irks. Complaints. I went, no, actually, everything's all right. And that makes me feel suspicious. <laughs> I well, don't like you know, it. Are you, are you one of those people like me, Pat, that, that I, need a, I need a reason to feel anxious and annoyed with the world? Absolutely. I'm extremely uncomfortable at the moment because I can't see any disaster looming. Mm. So I'm a little bit unsure as to how this is supposed to pan out today, to be fair with you. Pat, listen, uh, I, I, I want to. Can I? Do you mind if I use and indeed abuse you on the wireless? Would that be okay? Um, go on. Yeah. Well, no, it's not that. It's not that bad. I just, you know, that I lost a load of clips in the move. You know, I kept some of the, I kept some of the classics like uh, like this. Doorbells. And of course, I've got this. <gasps> Never. But we've, we've, that we're missing a load, uh, Pat, and um, I just wondered, you've got such a powerful voice. Could I get oh, you, to, you to fake a clip for me? Um, yeah, just, just count me in, I suppose. <laughs> OK, what, what, what clip can we get, Pat? He's got, such a, he's got such a beautiful voice. What can we get him to say for us? We've still got I Was Shock, haven't we? So yeah, what I was, do we have? Um, I'm, I'm beginning to... Um, Sleep on a snake? Oh. Can you tell us, um, uh, Pat, this is going to require a bit of improvisation from you. Can okay. You, can you tell us the reason, can you talk, something along the lines of, the reason a cat claws your lap when it's sitting down is because it's worried it's going to sit on a snake. I know it's a bit long, I know it's a bit long, Pat, but I'm giving it to you, my darling, because I know that you can do this. <clears throat> the reason a cat claws your lap because it's frightened to sit on a snake God bless you, Pat. I hope you have a really grumpy day today. <laughs> Thank you. All thanks, the best. Thanks for calling. Ta-ta. We'll add that into the computer system. What I particularly like about that is the Scouse snake. Snake. Um, you love the Scouse snake. Snake. I, um, isn't it funny how quickly we're forgetting the clips, what we lost? They were so important a week ago, and now I don't know idea what they are. What was another one that Dave Luton did when he was still talking to us? Why, listen, man, we've got to sort this out. Can um, we... Uh, Kelly... Yes. Phone up Dave Luton. Tell him he doesn't owe us any money. What's his number? Oh my God. No, not oh my God. Oh, oh dear, oh pray. Oh dear, oh pray. It's a Luton number. I want someone to say traumatised. Oh okay, yeah, we'll, we do need we'll, that one. We'll get that sorted out. Let's put a call into Dave Luton. Let's just say, look Dave, you don't owe us any money. There's no hard feelings. Come on. 
Come back on the air, be our friend. Where's Colin in Dunstable? All these, all these, oh, we're going to move to Dunstable. We're going we're gonna to be big friends. We're going to hang out. Well, where are you, you slackers? Charlie, you big potatoes when we were distant. In now. it, though. In it. Mm. In it. Is, though. Uh, have we got anything? Um, we've got Jonathan, if you want him to come in. No, I He's don't. He's standing behind no, me. He's no, standing no, no, proud. No, 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 no. Have we got any Texas? Yeah, let's have a look. Um, okay. Oh, yeah, this is one that Melanie Chalks just rung me about. You know, Melanie, that we spoke to about putting a bit of the hospital in the travel lodge? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. as weird as it sounds. Yeah. She says, oh, she forgot to say, and can we oh. please put this over? And put she this, was nice, so let's, right? Yeah, let's put it over. Further to the interview with Melanie Chalk, which is herself. Can we confirm we want Th- to hear... Third person, I like it. Well, I think... I like yeah. your style. From members of the public, and the, at a public consultation has been arranged for next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Luton Library, Thursday and Saturday at Dunstable Extra, Skimpot Road, Friday, Dunstable Market. So if you're worried about it, come and have a look. A semi-retired farmer has become the world's oldest best man. Why is the why are these words coming out of my mouth? <laughs> Where? Dave, it's Kelly. Oh, shh, shh. Move the microphone hey, over to her. Where have you been, player? What, have you got a change? You've had a change of job? Right. Well, hang on, he's an old man. Why don't you ring us anymore? He's on the phone now. Just ask him to put put him on the line. Right, we're going to go to travel. And then um, we'll uh, we'll have him, shall we? Oh, dearie, we've got bully bully people to phone us. Unbelievable. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1 northbound, a lane's closed at Biggleswade South at the home base roundabout because a lorry overturned earlier and it hit a lamppost as well, so that has also been damaged. Police are advising they may have to close the road at that point later on. On the A1 southbound, it's also looking very slow from the St. Neitz Junction towards the Black Cat roundabout. And in Bedford, on the A6 Paula Radcliffe Way between Clapham Road and Cutthroat Lane, there are roadworks, so that is starting to cause some queues. On the M25, it's slow anti-clockwise from Junction 17th Maple Cross to 16 for the M4. And Southern Trains are just reporting delays of 15 minutes between Watford Junction and Clapham Junction. That's because a train's broken down. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Sammy. It is uh, 8.15. It's Friday, the 19th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A man who was arrested during a security alert in Watford yesterday remains in custody. Hertfordshire Police say a device which was destroyed in a controlled explosion was not viable. David Cameron will warn today that the extremist ideology of Islamic State is being quietly condoned in parts of some British Muslim communities and a GP from Bedfordshire is still being allowed to practice even though he's been accused of nearly 40 indecent assaults against 24 female patients. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. The book is all about how you can use nature to make walking a detective game. There's no cost to spending um, 10 minutes looking at all this stuff. Three mums from Hertfordshire have uh, got something a little bit different planned. Uh, This weekend they're walking 100 kilometres. We've done lots of training and we're aiming to complete it within 24 hours. Nick Coffer. Is that a maze in front of your house? It's called a parterre. It's a parterre, is it? (laughs) I planted it myself with 540 plants, so I know it's a parterre. Award-winning uh, Milton Keynes sports journalist Mike Calvin has written Gareth Thomas's autobiography. I've got to think what you think, I've got to see what you see, I've got to hear what you hear. And that will be an inherently painful process. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. But still, nice, huh? Yeah. Hey, JVS. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, there's a cup of coffee yeah. over there. Oh. Excuse, oh. Me. Excuse me. Thank you, Kells. Kells Bells. You all right? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Are you well? Thinking of getting a dog. What? 
nothing whatsoever. What? What? You're getting a dog. No, 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 no. You think you're getting a dog? I might be. I'm looking after my friend's dog at the moment. What is it? Uh, it's a black lab. Okay. Do you want to borrow her? She's lovely. No, 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 no. She's the perfect dog. Well, why? She just is perfect. She does everything you ask. She's not excitable. No. She trots along next to you to heal perfectly. She's too just... big. Too big. No, she's lovely. She's Co- not big. Cockapoo. A cockapoo? Aren't they a bit bonkers? What? I don't know. They look cute. You are the kind of person, if you were going to get a dog, you'd end up getting some kind of bonkers one. What do you mean a bonk? What, what does that even mean? Well, you know, like... She's the d- kind of person that would get a bonkers dog. Well, just like a dog that is always up to mischief and shenanigans. <laughs> like, oh, it's just Ian's dog. It's up to shenanigans. No, I'm not going to get a shenaniganizing dog. I'm going to get... I'm not even going to get a dog. It's not even happening. But if it were happening, then cockapoos look cute, don't they? Right, well... How yeah. big is a cockapoo? That so, big? Uh, I think they can be a bit bigger than that, actually. Okay, well, yeah, I, can, about okay, that okay I can handle a dog that size. You should get a Maine Coon. I heard you talk about Maine Coon cats earlier. They're massive. They're huge. I've just seen a picture. I saw a picture of one. They're, yeah. they're incredible. They are very big. But what does it do though? They catch uh, mice. They were they were uh, bred for oh. to be brilliant mi- mouse catchers. Oh, my my girl's getting a bit old now. She doesn't bring us mice or voles anymore. Right. Last last thing she brought in was about three months ago. It was a mole that was still twitching, and mm. I had to t- say to the boys, "I'm going to take it out into the, the garden. It'll be fine. I'm going to release it." it I didn't. When they weren't looking, I turned back, went in the garage, got a brick. <gasps> no. Yeah, I had oh. to. I had to. I had to. It was it was like this. I had to do that with a baby rabbit once. A rabbit? It didn't have any legs. I did it with a kitten as well in Spain. <gasps> what? Yeah, I know, I know. This is like um, animal death poker. Kitten in Spain, horrible holiday in Spain. I had this really, I've been given the wrong tablet, so I was covered in this red rash. So I didn't go out, I was really grumpy. The one day we went out, we went for tapas, we got ripped off mercilessly. And then as we were walking back. So you're already in a mood. Oh, I'm in a terrible mood. We're walking back. <laughs> And I saw a kitten get run over, uh, but it was oh. still alive. It's oh, just no. its body was was excuse me squashed. Oh flat. no! Don't and it was know. there going. No. And I said to my friends, "Anyone going to do anything with this?" They said, "Like what?" I said, oh. "This is very upsetting." I had to get a rock. Can we change the subject? I had to this stove its head in. Oh no! Don't. I said is... a prayer. I said a prayer. I did actually say a few words for us. You said a few prayers. I said a prayer. Really? I did say a prayer. Yeah, I did actually. Right. So that's all right. Can you remember what your prayer was? Oh, it was just something like, <laughs> it was just something like, you Our know. father. It wasn't like, it was like, dear God, you know. Dear God. I'm really sorry I'm doing this, but I, I'm doing it for the right reason. And, you know, look after this cat in heaven and stuff. You never, you never know. I was, I was like 27. I was a grown man. I was a man. Gosh. Yeah. Well, I feel, I feel absolutely crestfallen now. Having Great had vibe. that discussion. Yeah. Great vibe. What have you got on your show? Coming up on the big phone in this morning, we're going to be talking about the full face veil. I know you've discussed this, uh, this local story this morning. Yes. Concerns about security have been raised after a white man in a niqab with only his eyes showing was arrested in Watford yesterday, leading to the controlled explosion of a suspicious package in the town centre. Security concerns in Belgium compelled the government there to ban full face facial coverings in many public places, whilst the Dutch government has also banned it in areas where they deem it important to know someone's identity. France, meanwhile, has a total ban on full facial coverings, with the former president, Nicolas Sarkozy, famously declaring they oppress women and have no place in France. Well, the most recent ban on the veil has come from Chad, 
where the government has banned people from wearing the full face veil following two suicide bomb attacks on Monday of this week. Well, from nine this morning, I want to hear your reaction to this. Would you like the full face veil banned in the UK? Do you think this story illustrates just how dangerous it is to allow people to walk through busy town centres covering their their identity? Mm. From nine this morning, your reaction. 03459 455 555. Would you like the full face veil banned in the UK? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Just found something on my computer. Can I just just indulge me one second, dear listener? I just want to find out um, what this is. Hang on. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. What's this? OK, it's that. Right, nothing exciting, nothing exciting, nothing to see here. Uh, now, police are continuing to question a man who was arrested during a major security alert in Watford yesterday. In photographs, as he was being taken into custody, he appears to be a white gentleman and was wearing a burqa. Police cordoned off Watford High Street and the Ring Road while the suspicious device was blown up by the army. Well, Dorothy Thornhill is the Liberal Democrat Mayor of uh, Watford and joins me now. Morning, Dorothy. Good morning, Ian. Do, do we Relieved know any... Mayor, I have to say. Yeah, well, I bet you are. It could have been so different. Uh, do we know any more about this? Has anything else happened, you know, sort of been revealed overnight? No, um, not that we're aware of. I think the police are getting ready to issue a statement. But for me, I mean, two things. Wasn't it great that a member of the public thought, hang on, there's something a bit funny there and did something about it? Um, and, um, you know, wasn't it great that the police just swung into action with their stunning professionalism? Um, and, you know, so reassuring to know that they, you know, that that's what they do and they do it well. As the mayor of Watford, how does how does it work? Do you do you have like a special direct line that someone phones up and says, uh, we got a problem? Or how do you find out yeah, about something they, like this? They always tell me. Um, they always tell me. And then, I, you know, I can get an option that, you know, do you want to go into the uh, the. Um, control room for the video uh, CCTV or you know just stay on the end of the line and they'll keep me updated but obviously I'd work yesterday so I was busy and just kept getting regular um, regular updates and you're right it is a relief it must uh, when you get that call saying hey there is a suspicious package uh, we don't know anymore. We'll let you know. As mayor, what, how, how does that make I dread you feel? It. It's something. I know it might sound melodramatic, but um, you know when we had the explosion in Hemel Hempstead, um, you know the big the big explosion, we could hear it in Watford, and I remember bolting out of bed and thinking, "My God, this is it! It is a bomb in the Harlequin Centre." Mm. And and as a public figure in that way you it's always in your mind what if what if it happens you know what's my role what do we do how do we keep the community together and to be honest with this because it looked so much like the real deal that was the scary thing for me um you know the way it was treated um you know you have, you have to start thinking well we've got somebody like this in our community has it, you know, what, what's happening? Are they part of a group? Is it? So to me, it's a total relief um, to find that clearly somebody had some um, intention about what he, he was doing. Um, but the fact that it was a non-viable device 
Um, and clearly, you know, white guy in burqa, you know, we can all kind of perhaps speculate about what his motives were. Um, but it perhaps wasn't what we perhaps all thought at the beginning, which has to be a relief. Dorothy, what's your message to the people of Watford as, as they're on their way to school and to work and going about their business today? Well, our town is safe, but thank you, thank you, uh, the person who was actually alert to it. You know, always report, the police say this, report they would rather be dragged to 100 incidents like that than risk one time when somebody turns a blind eye and we really do have damage to people and to property. Dorothy, nice one. Thank you very much indeed. That's uh, Liberal Democrat Mayor of Watford, Dorothy Thornhill. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Hey, there's a... Where's my papers? Hang on a second. It's all over the uh, place today. Where's my mail? There it is. There's my mail. 03459 455 555, by the way, is the uh, the telephone number. Ah, uh, what? What are you say? I'm just getting you a call up. All right, oh, well, they're beautiful. You, there's, no, there's, there's, there's no rush. There's a couple of stories in the, the mail today that um, I don't get. Well, the first one, this question is uh, simple. Did rappers' dark songs drive this young rugby star to kill himself? No. We're having this conversation. I thought we had this conversation in the... This conversation was solved in the 80s with Judas Priest. There was a massive court case. I think it was Judas Priest. A massive court case in the States about how Judas Priest had satanic messages that inspired young people to kill and commit suicide. They didn't. Rap music about murder and... Sur- this is... I mean, this is such an old-fashioned story, Andy Dolan of the Daily Mail. Rap music about murder and suicide may have encouraged a grade-A schoolboy and promising rugby star to kill himself, an inquest heard. Oh, come on. Come on! William... I mean, this is a terrible story. Let's not try and link music to it. Why don't we look at, I don't know, mental illness and depression and what was going on in this poor boy's life? William Musgrove, 14, was found hanged in a village lane with his mobile phone nearby... Oh, here we go. Yeah, no, they're right. It was rap music. Repeatedly playing a song in which a teenager is told he's not brave enough to commit suicide. Coroner Dr Robert Hunter told the inquest that William's interest in dark music may have had a bearing on his death. A track by US rapper Tyler the Creator was playing on repeat when the teenager's body was found. The four-letter-filled song... (laughs) Come on, guys, really? Uh, Dr Hunter said it would appear that William was a grade-A student with a good circle of friends. He had no previous history of depression or suicidal thoughts. And you know that how? This is a really dangerous story. He had a keen interest, the doctor continues, in America. How do you know that he didn't have a history of depression or suicidal? How do you know that? Poor boy and her family. He had a keen interest in American rap music, in particular the darker side of American rap music, with lyrics relating to suicide and death. He would have been an impressionable teenager. Oh, this is awful. He would have been an impressionable teenager, and this type of music would have had an effect on the way he looked at things. The coroner recorded a narrative conclusion, adding, I can't say why he did this. It was so out of blue, so out of character. Was it teenage experimentation? Oh, man alive. Oh, come on, guys. It's not 1986. I thought we'd had this conversation before. You can't blame music for it, for that poor troubled boy who was lost. You can't blame some rapper for it. Deary me. 
03459 455 555. Let's get the Trav. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1 northbound, there's a lane closed at Biggleswade South at the home base roundabout. That's because a lorry is overturned and a lamppost has also been damaged. And there's still just the lane closed and traffic is able to pass. It's not looking too busy on the speed sensors. But police are advising that they will have to probably close the road fully later on this morning for the recovery of the lorry. On the A1, it's slow southbound approaching the Black Cat roundabout from the St. Neots Junction. And in Dunstable, it's looking quite slow on the High Street southbound. On the train departure boards, Southern services are reporting delays of 15 minutes between Watford Junction and Clapham Junction. That's because the train's broken down. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. Last 30 minutes of the show. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome. We'll have Daly in a bit as well. 03459 455555. Today is supposed to be the happiest day in the year. Get over it. What are you grumpy about? Let's find out after the news with Simon. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. The headlines, a man who was arrested during a security alert in Watford yesterday remains in custody. Hertfordshire police say a device which was destroyed in a controlled explosion was not viable. David Cameron will warn today that the extremist ideology of Islamic State is being quietly condoned in parts of some British Muslim communities. And an inquest will open this morning into the death of a man at Luton Police Station last weekend. 25-year-old Istiak Yousaf had been arrested on suspicion of domestic violence. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Rory McIlroy is seven shots behind the leaders after the first round of the US Open. McIlroy carded a two over past 72, as did Justin Rose, Andy and Poulter. The joint leaders on five under are America's Dustin Johnson and Sweden's Henrik Stenson. Tiger Woods carded a ten over par 80, but took comfort that fellow American Ricky Fowler did even worse with an 81. It was a tough day. Got off to a bad start. I'm trying as hard as I can to, to, to do it, and it's just, uh, for some reason, I just can't get the consistency that I, that I would like to have out there. But, you know, the, the bright side is, is at least I kicked Ricky's butt today. <laughs> Watford are to host Europa League winners Sevilla in their final pre-season game before the start of the Premier League campaign. The Spanish side will visit Vicarage Road on Saturday, August the 1st, with a three o'clock kickoff. Meanwhile, the Hornets are being linked with a club record move for Argentinian winger Diego Perotti from the Italian side Genoa. England's under-21s lost 1-0 to Portugal in their opening match of the European Championships in the Czech Republic. Tottenham striker Harry Kane started up front for England and has reiterated his desire to stay at White Hart Lane despite being linked with a move to Manchester United. I've seen his interest, but that's all I know. Obviously, it's flattering to be interested and for other clubs to maybe be interested. But let's say I'm happy at Spurs and I'm looking forward to the future of Spurs. Practice starts at nine o'clock this morning our time for Sunday's Austrian Grand Prix. Hertfordshire's Lewis Hamilton leads the Drivers' Championship by 17 points from Mercedes teammate Nico Rosberg. In tennis, Andy Murray will face Luxembourg's Gilles Muller in the quarterfinals at Queen's Club this afternoon. And the women's tour cycling continues today in Northamptonshire. Tomorrow they race from Broxbourne to Stevenage. The race finishes on Sunday with a stage from Marlow to Hemel Hempstead. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at nine. The reason a cat claws your lap because it's frightened to sit on a snake. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio.
Yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. That's smoothly done. Smoothly done for me there. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Well, we uh, we heard um, Kelly speaking to him before. Let's go straight to Dave Luton. Dave. 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 Wagwan Kels, where's Dave? He's coming on at eight forty-five. Of course hey! he is. Hang on. No. Whoa. 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 We've heard these promises hey! before. Hey! Get ready. Get your clips out. Get your clips out, get your clips out. You're going to be hearing this a lot. Clip that. Clip that. And? Clip that. Yeah, that's what we're going to be doing. Uh, Chris is in Luton. Good morning, Chris. No, Chris is in Wilsted. Morning, Ian. How are you? Is it so? What? Wilsted. Wilsted, not Luton. No, no, it says Luton in the, on the screen, Chris. Don't believe anything you read. I've just oh. looked at your website and your phone number's wrong for contacting the show. <laughs> Have they got the wrong phone number on the website? <laughs> They've got the 08 number up there still. Boffins, <laughs> change the phone number. Do you know what you get if you ring that? Sex you get line. an earful yeah, of Roberto. Yeah, a message, yes. Yeah. Oh, was it Roberto Catherine telling you to jog the on? The universe, it's, it's, getting on over there? We had a great, Catherine and I had a great charity shop run yesterday. We spent about five quid between us on a load of albums. <laughs> Got some great stuff. Fantastic. I'm fantastic. loving the vibe. And we had a Greg's Dummy as well. So, you know, a sausage roll. So we are literally living the dream. Good. I what? just thought I'd ring in about something I saw yesterday I haven't seen for a long time, and it was a hitchhiker. Oh, now, isn't it funny? Isn't it funny that you say that? Because I saw a hitchhiker the other day. I, do, I, I, I go up to Birmingham at the weekends and I saw a lady hitchhiking in a petrol station, but she wasn't being very obvious about it. And I made the mistake. She was kind of going my way. And I made the mistake of making eye contact with her. And so she kind of went to pick up her bag and I went, best of luck. And I, <laughs> and I got in and drove away. And I think I, I, part of me wanted to, but then supposing she was just wanting me for sex. I mean, what do you know? What what would I do in that situation? Where did you see a hitchhiker? Uh, I saw one on the A1 at, um, at Letchworth going to going road. And if you remember years ago at the bottom of the M1, they used to queue up there to get. There was thirty or forty people there. You just don't see them anymore. You don't. You see the ones where it's people where they've delivered a car, and that's what those yeah. are the ones that are holding a number plate, a car deliverers. Um, mm-hmm. But you don't see the. You very rarely do you see the real ones where they're holding a bit of cardboard with M6 written on it. Did you? Did you Where's give this? Gone? Did you? Well, I, I think they've. Um, it, well, it's illegal. Is it illegal, Cass? I don't think. I don't think it is. I hitchhiked once. I hitchhiked once from Reading to um, well Farnham Common, which is which is kind of near Slough. Um, I was like. So 17, 18, I was drunk as a skunk, oh and it was the most terrifying... I got in this guy's car, right, and he's going, where do you live? I said, Slough. He said, whereabouts is Slough? I said, actually, it's Farnham Comedy. He said, oh, where? I said, oh, yeah, he, said, he said, yeah, he said, I live. I said, I live now, whereabouts? And I was like, oh. And he was, t- he was telling me off for hitchhiking. I think, you don't pick me up. I spent the whole journey going along the, uh, what is it, the M4? I guess it's the M4. Uh, the whole journey with um, my left hand on the seatbelt buckle, my right hand on the door handle, <laughs> ready to clunk, boom, boom to, to do a little rollout. I thought he would, if that hand had come near my, uh, well, let's say leg, uh, boy, oh boy, oh boy, I would have been out like a shot. I told you the other day about the half-naked man who was thumbing for a lift at four in the morning the other day. Oh, beautiful. What a chance. So what could possibly go wrong there? I didn't pick him up. Kelly's gutted. She missed that one. She'd have had some of that. It was the half you are allowed to be half naked in public. Uh, well, it wasn't the, the bottom. We, we, we can ask, uh, you know, because hitchhiking in the 70s was a fun way to meet um, uh, partners and get murdered. It doesn't se- The tradition doesn't seem to have been carried on, does it? No, no, it's, it's just gone now. Isn't it? I used to hitchhike when I was 18 to Hitchin and back every Friday and Saturday night. All the hitchin way to there Hitchin. Hitchin to Hitchin. 
And you, and you, you get, you get, you know, people would stop, and you, 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 you get. In those days, yeah. Did you talk to the people that picked you up? Well, of course, yeah, of course. I remember hitchhiking from Yarmouth back to Luton one time, and it's, you know, this actual guy picked me up, and he picked up two other people as well. He just wanted the company, and he just used to strike up a conversation. I'm always suspicious. Of, get out that door. <laughs> I'm always suspicious of people that want company. <laughs> Makes me very uncomfortable. Chris, thank you very much indeed. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Kerry's on the line. Morning, Kerry. Morning, Ian. How oh, are you? Flipping out. I'm deaf now, love. What have you got for us? I want you to clip me. Do what? I want to be clipped. Clip that. Okay. Well, do you know what, Kerry? I'm going to say no. Oh, that's not nice. Well, no, not because out of narcissists, because your line is absolutely flipping awful. And we oh, only no, have no. the... The highest. Hang turn on. your off. turn your hang radio on. off. Hang, hang on, one second. Bear with. Nope, Bear with. Nope, 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 nope. Bear with. There you go. But that's but what the what the hell were you doing? Why were you, were you using like an app, a crap app that makes your phone calls worse? Is that what you were doing? No, I was using my hands free. All right. Okay. Okay. Well, well then then let us then let's give us a clip. Well, I don't know what I want to say. You have to tell me. There we go. Thanks very much. <laughs> That's that sorted. Yeah, we'll have that. It's as simple as that. It's just in there. It's as simple as that, Justin, isn't it? Oh, fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. I do love Kiri. I think she's great fun. Yeah, I know you do, mate. Yeah. 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 She thinks the same about you. <laughs> yes. Hey, classic bands. Yeah. Justin. Yes, it's boss. The, it's the happiest day in the year, according to scientists, who we all know are full of joy about yeah. stuff. Yes. Full of joy. Yeah. They've come up with a formula that says today's the day the teddy bears have their picnic and we are all <laughs> over the moon about it. Uh, are people happy on the streets of Dunstable? Well, I've taken it to the streets this morning, asking people uh, what they're happy about. Some people are slightly confused about what they're happy about. Some people don't even know what they're happy about. Uh, here's what happened on the streets of Dunstable this morning. It's the happiest day of the year. Are you feeling it? Mm, maybe. Okay. Um, you're a hard woman to please, I think. What makes you happy? Don't know off the top of my head. You don't know what makes you happy? No, not off the top of my head. <laughs> Come on, there's got to be something that makes you happy. My dog. Um, <laughs> your dog makes you happy. No worries. OK, let's leave it there. <laughs> Tell it the way it is, Mandy. What makes you happy? Come on. Well, I go to the cake shop and have a cup of tea up there just to get myself out for a few hours. Cake and tea makes you happy. What, what about geezers? Do they make you happy? No, geezers don't. <laughs> No. Geezers don't make you happy. No. <laughs> You've been around the wrong geezers all your life. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Samuel, come on, let's do this for our listeners. Give us a quick, oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. <laughs> oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Samuel, you've got the vibe, haven't you? Yeah. Lovely helmet here. What's your name, sir? Jeff. Jeff. Today's the happiest day of the year. Are you feeling it? Nope. Thanks, Jeff. Okay. Jet, no vibe with Jeffrey. No, no vibe Jeffrey at all. Jeffrey, not happy at all. Not it? happy. No, he's not happy. Some Good. people are happy, but you know I, I, what I would say is, before nine, if you get time, you've been talking about Fifty Shades of Grey this morning, oh, and, mate, the, and, and the sequel on. coming out. And I, I found somebody on the streets this morning. I found yeah. uh, a couple. Uh, this lady is eighty years old. Yeah. And uh, let's just say it was a, a strong conversation. Well, hang on, have you got audio of this? 
before nine, if you so desire. Mate, I desire, I desire your Fifty yeah. Shades Ord. Of course I do. <laughs> How could I refuse such a thing? It was just a little bit of a shock for her husband. Let's just say no, no more for the time being. Are you gonna, are you gonna be reading the? I tell you what, because I know you're not, you're not a big reader. Not since you had all your books nicked. Um, but uh, but yeah. uh, we're on to you. But uh, there is the Fifty Shades book has been rewritten from the perspective of the gentleman. Brilliant. Uh, would you like me to do the audio book for you? Oh, please. I'd, I'm, please. I'm happy to read the audiobook for you. But I'll alternate between me and Matt Lockwood. Yeah. And yep. you can have us nibbling away in your ears. But are you going to do it in the style of Cats Do Crazy Things on Channel 4? <laughs> well, um, I, no, but I can do it in, in the style of Cats Make You Laugh Out Loud on Channel 5. All right. <laughs> Is, would okay. that be okay? That'd be absolutely perfect for me. Yeah, yes, please. All right, boss. Speak to you in a little bit. So there's a picture of Kate Winslet looking. A little bit different in the papers, but actually looks quite a lot like Kate Winslet. <laughs> I don't understand this. Smoother, slimmer, and so scarily glam. Somehow you just don't look like yourself, Kate. Um, yeah, she does. It's a picture taken from a different angle. It's definitely Kate Winslet. It's, you know, it's, it's Kate Winslet. Perhaps it was the figure-skimming black dress. Or maybe the lighting was particularly flattering. Whatever Kate Winslet's secret, the 39-year... I love... I'll be honest, I love Kate Winslet. I don't know if she can act or not, but she's, you know, goy. Whatever Kate Winslet's secret, the 39-year-old actress oozed polished glamour when she appeared on the red carpet this week. Yet somehow, she didn't look herself. In fact, her transformation for the New York premiere of her latest film raised a few eyebrows. Pourquoi? Où est l'eyebrow raise? Um, indeed, the controversy centred on her particularly arched right eyebrow, right, which some say is a sign of Botox treatment, right? And you know, she well, always has one up. That's one of her things. Oh well, yes, because I'm guessing so. Yeah, so she 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 plucks it, is it? Well, yeah. she she's doing the thing that I wish I could do. I can't raise one eyebrow, just both, and I just look surprised. Listen to this. This is this is such a mate. I mean, the Daily Mail really. They, so okay, so we're blaming rap music for a, a young person's suicide, and now we're um, saying yet when she appeared in public last autumn, just nine months after giving birth to her third child, Bear, her face. Of course, it was Bear. Her face and figure was fuller, so she's lost a little bit of weight. What are they saying? Earlier she's this year, Miss and- Winslet insisted she was in no hurry to shed her baby weight. Saying, I don't, I so didn't want to be one of those, oh wow, she's back in shape. I just think, oh, for flip's sake, that's impossible. But now she's been. Uh, what? I don't understand this story. So she's lost a bit of weight and she might, may or may not have had buttocks. What's the, what's the, I don't get it. The mail's really weird today, man. What's going on with that? Have we got any texts? Yeah. Go on. Daz says, uh, I'm grumpy because there are more roadworks springing up on the M1. Again. Good. Makes me grumpy and angry. That's Daz the trucker. Good. Uh, And uh, we've got one here from Evan Luton. Everard! Who says, my cat was sunbathing with one of the foxes that lives at the end of my garden yesterday. Oh, oh, really? Mm. Uh, I don't... When when animals get... I I feel bad for Benji Bunny because my cat has never ever spoken to him they just they just don't speak to each other and it's a weird thing the cat has got kind of more freedom than benji bunny and um walks past benji but um they don't even look at each other or acknowledge each other well i mean given 
so. Given Cat's relationship with Rabbit normally is a tin of, uh, I don't know, Mr. Oh, Mr. Whiskers, whatever it's called. Come Probably on. Probably best they don't talk. Let's not let's not be having that, guys. That's that's outrageous. She would. She'd look at him and see a rotisserie. Well, she, but that's it. I'm surprised she's not pounced over there and tried to, to snaffle him because he's really busy humping the football. Yeah, so she could easily take him. She could easily. Supposing if they um, made love. Oh, no. A cabbit. It could be, couldn't it? Or a rat. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, it, it, I just wonder what would pop out. I just wonder what would pop out. On that bombshell, 03459 455 555 is the phone number. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1 northbound, there's still a lane closed at Biggleswade South by the home base roundabout because of an overturned lorry and it hit a lamppost so the police are advising they will have, probably have to close the road later on for recovery but it's still open at the moment with just the one lane closed where the lorry is overturned. In Redbourne on Dunstable Road, that's slow southbound between the M1 Junction 9 for the A5 and Harpenden Lane. That's a diversion route for the closure of Waterley Lane roadworks so it's looking very busy and the A5 High Street North in Dunstable is looking slow south bound between the Ashton Middle School and Church Street. In Aylesbury on Ridge Road it's looking busy too on the speed sensors between the Oxford Road roundabout and Walton Street roundabouts. On the train departure board so there's no reports of any problems. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, what the hell's... What? <laughs> I don't know. What's I don't that? Know what that is. Hang Someone's on. trying to break in, I think. <laughs> oh, hang on, let's have a listen. Is it? Are you alright? Do you need stopped. us to call the police? <laughs> Okay, cough once if you want me to call the police. So you can't I even cough, right. right? We're coming round, <laughs> we're coming round. Flipping heck. That's terrifying. Well, I don't know what I want to say. No, you nor do I. Me. You tell me. A man who was arrested during a security alert in Watford yesterday remains in custody. Hertfordshire police say a device which was destroyed in a controlled explosion was not viable. David Cameron will warn today that the extremist ideology of Islamic State is being quietly condoned in parts of some British Muslim communities. And an inquest will open this morning into the death of a man at Luton Police Station last weekend. Let's get the weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. We've still got some sunny spells, some brightness across the, across the three counties, but uh, I think into the afternoon it is going to turn a bit cloudier, so turning into a cloudier day, more cloud than sun this afternoon, but some brighter spells at times, yes, just a light northwesterly breeze and highs up to around 19 or even 20 degrees, 68 in Fahrenheit. Overnight tonight it's staying cloudy, quite mild, lows of around 12 or 13 degrees, and then into tomorrow we might just see a few showery outbreaks of rain just through the late part of the morning first part of the afternoon just edging in from the west they'll be fairly hit and miss and very light in nature uh, that will lead to more brightness as we head through the afternoon quite a warm and a muggy feel to things a lot of cloud around tomorrow we may just see a few showers sparked off by the brightness into the afternoon but again that's going to be very hit and miss and i think most places will be dry through the afternoon at least just don't be too surprised to see a few spits and spots of rain at times uh, sunday's going to feel a bit fresher highs of around 19 or 20 degrees and it should be bright and dry all day that's the forecast. Don't forget, we've now changed our phone number. Hello, thanks for calling. From now on, to get in touch and have your say, you'll have to dial 03459 455 555. So make sure you save it to your phone so you can chat to Ian, share your opinion on the big phone in. I was scared. Well, I was robbed twice. What a one point. 
chat to my experts or talk to any of our shows. Hello, thanks for calling BBC Three Counties Radio. So remember from now on you'll have to dial 03459 455 555 to stay in touch with all of us here at BBC Three Counties Radio. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. You have to tell me. Yeah, that's right. I've been doing my own editing during that. Yeah, that's right, geez. But not very well. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a long time coming. Um, this was like months ago. Yeah, let's let's stand up. Let's stand up. Months ago, we asked David Luton to come and see a, a soft uh, adult film with us. He promised to come. He promised to pay us £10 for a T-shirt. He did not turn up. Since then, we've never been able to speak to him. He's never returned our calls. He's never come close to uh, phoning us up. But now, would you please welcome back? It's only David Luton. Good morning, boys. Hey, where the flipping hell have you been, you plum? No, look, look, I've got to take my grandchildren, my daughter-in-law, to school. And Your daughter-in-law goes to school? How old is she? No, no, I've got to pick a daughter-in-law up. You've got a pickled daughter-in-law? With the children what? to take them to school from Luton to right. Sunderland Park every morning. Right, and that takes and three hours. Half, and I'm driving at half six in the morning. Right, and that and takes three hours. To, yes. Three hours to drive your kids yeah, to the, grandkids to school? I have to get ready for myself. Then get down into Luton, then get a, wait for them, and then bring them all the way back to Sunderland Park, sit there, wait for them to go in, then come home myself. Hello? What? Say that again. Hello? Hello? No, 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 no. You've got to be really quiet. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Yes. Yeah. So what Say it again. What are you on about, pal? Say it again. What are you beefing on about? One more. What are you beefing on about? I've heard you on the radio in the morning. Oh, here Click we that. go. Oh, no. Order. No, so what are you beefing on about? Clip that. Clip that. Yeah. No, 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 no. Hello? Clip that. Now, so so you 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 you, you can't phone it. You used to phone us all the time, Dave. No, no, I'm driving, mate, and I don't believe in driving and using a mobile. Ever. I don't agree with it either, either. So you're constantly driving for three hours every day. No, I'm going to be daughter-in-law's and sitting do, here having a cup of tea, waiting do, for the kids to get ready. Do you still listen to the show? Yes. What did we talk about yesterday? Um, well, a load of garbage, like usual. Okay. Love you, Kev. Love you, Kelly. Yeah. What Not did that we? Justin. So, sorry. Not that Justin. Justin, he don't love you, mate. What's going on? Because he insulted as well. No, not at all. Yeah, you did, Justin. I'm all... Dave, I've... Listen, Dave, I've always been on your side, Okay, Always. I've always been there for you. No, you have not. No, when the geese are there, brought up about me not going to see, what was it, 60 Shades of Grey or something? Oh, dear, I'm talking to you bloody self again. Jesus God! Back to Nick Grimshaw. I've been on it. I've been talking to him as well. Kyle, say hello to Dave. 
Hello, Dave. I don't believe that Dave knows who Nick Grimshaw is, so I think that's a lie. No, I won't talk to Nick Grimshaw. Oh, what, what did you talk to Nick Grimshaw about? About a month, about a month ago. I oh, no, what, did you, what did you talk, oh, what did you ask him about? Oh, God, you asked me a question now. Oh, he come on with something crazy on the radio, and I just rang him up to say I didn't agree with him, and that was it. Nick Grimshaw? Yes. On Radio 1? Yes. What date was that? My God, what are you talking about a month ago? I can't remember. What did you say to... What What possible was, beef could you two, have with Grimmy? About two seconds. I was on there. OK, well, that's, that's, uh, that's uh, exciting. Kyle? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, w- I was just trying to get Dave to uh, do, like, what you do requests. Oh, yeah, go on, then. You, OK, Dave, <laughs> you open for requests, Dave. What requests? Do you know what requests means? Yes, go on. What does it mean? He's going to ask me something. He wants me to do something or say something or that yeah. nature. Okay, Kyle. What what would you like Kyle uh, 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 Dave to do? Uh, I'd like Dave to say uh, mushy peas. Mushy peas. Can you say I like the mushy peas? I like the mushy peas. Anything else, Kyle? Uh, I can't think of anything. Oh, hang on. I've got that one already. I like the mushy peas. Oh, oh. what about disgusting? Go on then. Disgusting. Okay. Hello? What? What? What about? Uh, oh dear! Oh pray. Dear oh pray. What about What's going on there? What about goodbye slackers? Goodbye slackers. There we go. That's that sorted. Excellent, sir. I hope I hope that feels like a dream come true for you too, Kyle. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it too. We all appreciate it, don't we, Just? Oh, we certainly do. Uh, is he still there, by the way, Dave? Uh, um, I'm, I'm, I hope no. not. Yeah, Dave? Oh, yeah. he still is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, you've no, got a problem, I, pal. I, no, 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 I've got, <laughs> I've got no problem. I've got a request, No, no, Dave. not you. The other yeah. oh, Please, no, no. no. no Dave, Dave, can I have a request? Is that OK? Yeah, go on, then. Can I, can I have traumatised? Traumatised. That's made my weekend. That, yeah, uh, okay, can, you, can you say it, traumatised? Traumatised. Yeah, oh, OK, as I said that before. OK, traumatised. Thanks for calling, Dave. Bye. <laughs> I mean, I just... I, you don't, I don't know what's going on these days. Now, Justin, Fifty Shades yes. of Grey, the new yes, book. Yes. The new book. Milking it? Is that the subtitle? I don't know. Um, <laughs> could be. Uh, the new book came out at midnight last night. Uh, is Dunstable hot and ready for it? Well, th- th- this is fascinating because most women on the streets this morning are refusing to talk about it because they're saying, yes, yes, I will be going out to buy it, but I'm not going to be talking about it on the radio. OK, fair enough. You want to keep that to yourself. Uh, I spoke to one lady around, what, 35 minutes ago, and uh, the conversation shocked me. Here's what happened. Patricia. Fifty Shades. You're a big fan, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. I love the way your husband's laughing. Can I ask you a really cheeky question? How yes. old are you? 80. 80 years old. 80, the 6th of August. So what do you get from these books? Oh, that's telling, isn't it? No, 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 let's be open about this. Touch of excitement, I suppose. And you're the husband, so you must be enjoying the fact that your wife is reading these books. I don't know, I didn't know. (laughs) You didn't know? Wow. Wow. Oh, my goodness me. So the sequel, I'm sure, was being labelled as the the filthiest book of all time. Will you be going out to get that? I won't go and buy it, but I will read it. If it's passed on to me from my daughter. Is that wrong of me? No, not at all. You you, you do as you please. I'm human, aren't I? (laughs) (laughs) You are, thank you. What great characters you are. Take care. Lovely to meet you. Bye-bye then. Bye. Cheers, guys. Bye. 
She is, um, gosh, blimey, you see. So, yeah, husband didn't even know about it, and the books are handed down to her by her daughter. That lady is 80 years old, and it could lead on to something maybe next week. Things that you hide from your partner. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there we go. Uh, Justin, uh, uh, what's in your show tomorrow? Uh, the show tomorrow, um, I've not even thought about oh, it yet. Uh, but sweet, yeah, it's, made, it's, been, it's been a stressful week this week. A new building, everything's different. All I can say is it's two hours of great songs and great memories from midday tomorrow. Oh. Do not miss it. It could be a bumpy ride, but uh, I'm sure it's going to be interesting. The, the bumpiest rides are the best rides, Justin. Yeah, I think so. See I you later. So. Have fun. Ta-ta. So, Let's, um, have we got any Texas? Let's have a look. Let's We've had a few. Go on then. Chris, by the way, Chris stroke J. You send in text after text after text and they're all kind of unreadable. But thanks very much for your time. Um, the BBC have updated your website and now your show won't stream direct from the site anymore or any Apple device unless you install the app. Why is that happening? I don't know. Um, we'll pass it on. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it won't be happening for very long. We'll pass it on. Uh, and uh, Pe- Paul the Painter is uh, boasting about his old phone. Texting from a very old, seven-year-old Nokia phone, usual one, bust again. Old phones are much more reliable, don't you think? Just what saying. are you beefing on about? I've got no idea, Dave. He likes it. Um, okay. Good to have Dave back, wasn't it? it well, no, it was. It, let's be honest, it was anticlimactic. It was anticlimactic, let's be honest. But Dave, listen, you, you know, you got you, people, um, um, not love, um, hate, that's it. Uh, no, people tolerate your, your input, David, and uh, it will be great for you to, to call us some more and um, we'll get, get some, some classic Davisms. What are you beefing on about? I honestly don't know. I mean, it was clip-alicious. It was clip-alicious. Oh, I've put them all in the wrong place. I'll have fun with that later on in my hotel room trying to sort that out. Uh, right, that's it. That's your lot. There'll be a new podcast up, what, I don't know, like midday or something, Kells? Is that when it goes up? Six something ages like that. now, yeah. Yeah, so, something like that. Um, for those who don't know about the podcast, you can go to the Three Counties website and you can find it there. You can go into iTunes and type in Ian Lee and it pops up. It's the best bits of the week. Uh, but we record kind of like bonus little bits as well, and um, uh, it's a little bit naughtier than the show. I think would be uh, would be fair to say. So you go into iTunes, you type in Ian Lee, uh, and uh, it pops up. And you can also leave nice reviews and comments and stuff. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm not going to complain if that's what you choose to do. Far from it. I'll come round and, and shove fivers through your letterbox. How's about them apples? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1, there's a lane closed northbound at the home base roundabout at Biggles Wade South because a lorry's overturned and there's just one lane close of traffic can get past at the moment. It's not looking too bad on the speed sensors, but police are advising that they will have to close it later on for the recovery of the lorry and the lamppost that it hits. In Redbourne on Dunstable Road, it's really slow from the M1 towards Harpenden Lane and that's because of the, it being the diversion route for the Watery Lane Roadworks closure. And in Dunstable on the High Street, it's looking slow southbound. On the A404 Marlow Hill, in High Wycombe that's also looking busy into town and in Watford on Chalk Hill that's slow around Aldenham Road at the Bushy Arches. On the train Southern are reporting 15 minute delays between Watford Junction and Clapham Junction that's because a train's broken down. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much Sammy. Right that's it, that's your lot. Thank you to Catherine and Kelly this week and Justin Dealey. Oh, we're getting there. We're kind of getting there I think you know it's a Back on Monday at six o'clock. There's really only one thing we can say at the end of the show, isn't there? Isn't there? We're boy slackers. Local.
local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Friday, it's nine o'clock, and on today's big phone-in... Would you like the full face veil banned in the UK? Concerns about security have been raised after a white man in a niqab with only his eyes showing was arrested in Watford yesterday, leading to the controlled explosion of a suspicious package in the town centre. Security concerns in Belgium. They compelled the government there to ban full facial coverings in many public places, whilst the Dutch government, they've banned it in areas where they deem it important to know someone's identity. France, meanwhile, has a total ban on full facial coverings, with the former president, Nicolas Sarkozy, famously declaring they oppress women and they have no place in France. Well, the most recent ban on the veil has come from Chad, where the government has banned people from wearing the full face veil following two suicide bomb attacks on Monday. Well, this morning on the big phone-in, I'd like to hear your reaction to this. Would you like the full face veil banned here in the UK? Here's my telephone number for your call. It's 03459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll take your call in just a second, but first, let's get the latest BBC News. It's one minute past nine. Here's Simon Oxley. The headlines, police say Watford device was not viable, Cameron to say some British Muslims condone Islamic State and inquest opening this morning into Luton custody death. BBC Three Counties Radio. A man who was arrested during a security alert in Watford yesterday remains in custody. Hertfordshire police say a device which was destroyed in a controlled explosion was not viable. Watford Mayor Dorothy Thornhill has praised the response of the emergency services. To me it's a total relief. Um, to find that clearly somebody had some um, intention about what he he was doing. Um, But the fact that it was a non-viable device um, and clearly, you know, white guy in Burka, you know, we can all kind of perhaps speculate about what his motives were, um, but it perhaps wasn't what we perhaps all thought at the beginning, which has to be a relief. David Cameron will warn today that the extremist ideology of Islamic State is being quietly condoned in parts of southern